Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Caitlin Bruder, but in Port Ruby, I'm Benny Beckett. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, and uh, welcome to PowerPlay. Um, okay, where's my... Uh, sorry, a little disorganized here. All right, and we're back. Um, yeah, you lost a whole character. <laughs> oh, everything. No, too soon. It's never too soon. <laughs> Welcome oh. to PowerPlay this episode. Yeah, yeah. Last week was a big thing with a thing, and okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so. Yeah, welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Rick Bunger, Game Master, and uh, uh, this is uh, these fine people you see before you. Uh, we have um, uh, uh, Caitlin Bruder as Benny Beckett, Omar Najam, who plays Vion Vigor, B. Zelda, who plays Ulez Galli, and Sam Delev, who's kind of just hanging out today. Uh, hi, Sam. Hi. Hi, Rick. So, how's it go? So, uh... Yeah, um, for, uh, as usual, I want to start off by throwing out a special thanks to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everybody at Q Times. We could not do what we do if they did not do what they do, and we love them. Um, and your subs and your bits help support Q Times and keep this platform available for stuff like PowerPlay and all the other cool shows that they do here. And uh, your donations to the chip jar help uh, feed uh, the uh, adorable people you see on screen to uh, save the cash fund. And uh, as usual, we have our rewards here. Here's how they work. Um, if we get to $50 tonight, uh, the team gets a point of community determination. Uh, they have one point of community determination now, and I think everybody except Vion is totally out of uh, determination, so it's going at a premium tonight. Uh, if we get to $150 tonight, uh, uh, as you all know, in-game our team has a mysterious benefactor who sends them uh, gifts that are have been helping them out on their adventures. We all know uh, on the outside of the world that that mysterious benefactor is you, the chat. And uh, tonight, um, if we get to $150, you can get the team uh, a stealth cloak, which is kind of like, you know, it's, it's sort of like an invisibility cloak, except, you know, it, it's kind of like leaves a distortion there. This is actually a real thing that exists. And uh, it gives plus three to coordination when you are hiding, if you are wearing the cloak. So hiding, hiding or trying to be stealthy is a coordination role. This will add plus three to your coordination if you've got the cloak on. Um, and that... Uh, joins the list of other stuff you've given them this season, uh, uh, attack dispenser for their van, a voice stress analyzer, a single-use nitrous oxide ingestion system, a police band radio that's cooler than the one you can get on your app, on your phone, a parabolic spy microphone, a remote control for the van, and thermal detection goggles. You have been incredibly generous and got the team all this stuff. Tonight, they can get the stealth cloak. And uh, if we get to $250, uh, the after credits lore drop, a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. So far, they've, they've all been you know, a ton of fun this season, uh, and uh, you've unlocked all of them. We are super grateful. Uh, you can always see these tiers in chat with the command unlocks. And uh, if you can't help us out this way, you can always help us out by liking and commenting on YouTube videos or sharing our tweets and help spreading word about the show because we really appreciate that stuff too. And we really appreciate fan art and live tweets that y'all have done. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, that, that stuff hits us in the heart. And uh, now for a limited time, you can still get PowerPlay merchandise, t-shirts and stickers. It's got Caitlin's uh, wonderful character art on it, uh, and, and and the cool logo made by our friend Hector. Yep, there you see uh, our friend Hector Lowe's uh, logo that he made for us. And you can get that at the Q Times Teespring store. Jake will pump that link into the chat for you, and uh, it'll be available, you know, at least for another week or so. 
And uh, yeah, and that's that. The game we play here is called Icons. It's published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was created by a cool dude named Steve Kenson. You can check him out on Twitter at S Kenson. Uh, the book edition that I have is published by Green Ronin. Uh, they were sold out last time I checked, uh, but you can still get it as a PDF. Uh, it's a really cool game. We play a hack. Oh my God. It looks like we have opened up the first tier. So thank you so much, chat and team. You now have two points of community determination to spend. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. And uh, you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, PowerPlay is now available as a podcast if you are podcast inclined or know somebody who is. So you can check that out and you can find it uh, wherever fine pods are casted. Fine pods are cast. Fine. Okay. Well, we'll look that up later. Mm -hmm. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and that's the announcements. Time for power play. Welcome back. So, previously on Power Player. In the wake of the earthquake that Cadrax caused, the team found their hands full helping uh, citizens who uh, were in danger. And uh, once they had a moment to catch their collective breath, they had to figure out what to do with Sonny, the vengeful son of Cadrax's mentor, Sonnevel. They talked to Agent Steve of End, but ultimately opted not to turn Sonny over to him. And instead, they brought Sonny to the Keyline Aeronautics Factory, where Cadrax and Vion tried to reason with him. Meanwhile, following up on a lead from Agent Steve, Benny and Ulez went to investigate the offices of Quadity Mechanics, the company that allegedly invented the teleporters used by the Solidarity of Man when they kidnapped Curtis Haber, Tulez, Harmon Keeler, and the whole alien strike force. Agent Steve believed Quadity was shut down, but when Benny and Ulez arrived, uh, Ulez found themselves uh, being snatched away by a teleporting scientist named Molly Darnell, uh, who turned out to be the daughter of the inventor uh, of that teleporter. Uh, Ulez eventually got Molly to trust them, and uh, Molly divulged that the teleporters only carry people around 50 to 80 yards or so, and uh, she also gave Ulez a device that could track the landing site of whoever is teleported. Meanwhile, Sonny convinced Cadrax and Vion to take him to his father's gravesite in Ridge Gardens. But when they got there, he stabbed Cadrax in the back, killing them instantly. And that is where we pick up. Vion. Sonny turns to you. Are, are you still holding Cadrax's hand? I believe you and Cadrax were holding hands when they got stabbed. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. So, so as you are holding on to Cadrax and, 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 and their body is slumped on the ground, Sonny turns to you and he says... Well, I would say that squares up Cadrax is dead. But where does it leave you and me? Uh, 
At this point, I would like to check. I, I, I mean, I'm still kind of unclear on sort of alien biology, but I, I'll do a quick check of pulse while I'm hold at, holding their hand. Sure. Um, I'm not even going to make you roll to say okay. that you do not detect anything. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go ahead and put uh, Cadrax's hand down and take a step back. And kind of just like kneel by dog and pet dog. Dog. Yeah, okay. You're petting dog and Sonny says, I have no quarrel with you, spirit of justice. Okay. Okay. I, uh... I got a quick question, Sonny, and I'm not trying to tricky into anything i'm just i'm just trying to wrap my head sort of around this you consider yourself honorable right as honorable as i need to be well the way i see it um we're standing in a graveyard and uh and are there like any shovels or anything around? No, I mean, there's, you know, uh, there's, you are kind of in like a fenced in yard uh, that is behind this warehouse and there's kind of garbage piled up around the fence. But like the, the center of the yard is essentially, like I said, you know, it's mostly just dirt and grass with, you know, a couple of, you know, with about 15 mounds that are the graves of uh, the, the Knights of the Blue. Oh, okay. So they're, they're mounds. Got it. Okay. I think if you're going to do anything, Sonny, I think, uh, I don't think things are right between us until you add one more mound to this collection. That sounds like a threat. In what way? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the additional body that you've introduced to the equation. I'm saying if you did this, it's up to your code of honor to take care of the body. Otherwise, what makes you any better than the monsters that killed your father? In fact, it might make you worse considering that they at least did the decent enough thing to give him a burial. Hmm. That is definitely going to give me something to think about. But the fact is, I came here for my father's body. I came here for justice against his killers. And I think my, my job is done now. And on that, he raises his voice and he uses his power to create a tone that is so high and so intense it starts, you know, shaking your head and hurting your ears and, and, and causing you just sort of overwhelming kind of pain. And it keeps getting louder and louder and Can, louder. Okay. It, and you, yeah. Is there, do I have time to possibly phase? Yeah, you can phase. Okay. I would like to phase both me and dog. All right. Dog and you me. And, 
you and dog both phased, but even phased, you can still hear the sound and it overwhelms you and turns into just this blasting pressure in your head and you black out. Okay. Meanwhile, over in Briarwick in Avalon, uh, Benny, Ulez, Molly Darnell uh, has uh, helped you out of the elevator shaft and uh, said goodbye. You have her contact information and you have the tracking device uh, for the, the belt. Um, and, uh, and what do you want to do now? Should we contact our allies to let them know we are successful? Okay, like, are you okay, though? Because that was... You were gone for, like, 15 minutes. Is everything... Is every, you yes. good? Is everything okay? Oh, indeed. I have made an ally, uh, a friend, yeah. and I got their contact information, and I show you, like, on my phone, yeah. like, where it says their name. That's good. Okay. And and look, look, I also have... What other things ever on my desk? Uh, <laughs> poop eggs. Ah, uh, look, I also have a device in which you can track uh, the belts. I believe this, uh, this endeavor was an absolute success. Yeah, geez. I mean, well, as long as you're okay. Um, Are you... They really had to help pull you out of the elevator. Yeah, I was good. I was trying to find you, and I didn't climb very well. But it's fine. I'm good. My back's a little sore, but I'll be okay, I think. Uh, I just gotta sleep it off, maybe. Who? Um, yeah, maybe we call everybody. Uh, meet back up. I Make think sure everything's still wise. okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Call. <sighs> Realistically, yeah, I would call yeah. Cadrax first because that's who they always call. Um, like, and then I would call Vion because yeah, it's always around. Like I. <laughs> you you call Cadrax and uh, it goes straight to voicemail. Um. Do you leave a message? Uh, don't make me do this. Uh. <laughs> oh, Cadrax, I am speaking to the machine that will relay the information that I am recording right now. We hope you are well, and we have succeeded in our quest, and I cannot wait to show you the fruits of our adventures. That, that was good, right, Benny? Yeah, that was good. Okay. Beep. And uh, when you call Vion... His phone rings a whole bunch of times and then also gets picked up by voicemail. Ah, Vion, we greet you. We have been successful in our investigation and I am a professional private investigator. Um, but we would like to meet up with you. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm getting very good at these. You are. Yeah, um, I'm a little worried now, though. Uh, we're going to start moving towards the van, which I, we took the van here. Right? That was how we got yep. here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Go to the van. Um, and we're going to go to where we left our friends because it's concerning that neither of them answered the phone. Okay, so you're going back to the Keyline Aeronautics factory. That's where we left them. Bit of a drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Do we have like is... a find my friend, like find my iPhone? Do we have that? Have we ever established that? We talked about it for Ulas. Uh, so I feel like that's like in group chats, we're always dropping pins for where we're at. I guess you could theoretically uh spend, are we still sharing yeah you could you could spend a point of community determination to retcon it in because i don't think we've ever specifically said that you don't mm -hmm. but that is you know a decision that you have to make yourself do we want to save our do we want to do some sleuthing and save our determination or do we want to do some, uh, get I think there we 
save it because we can rationalize that there's only so many spaces, like so many places that they're going to be. And regardless, everywhere we have to go, I think is going to take like an hour drive. Like, That's fair. Yeah, we're going to do it because there's there's uh, what's it called? Damage. What kind of earthquake damage everywhere yeah. now again? So it's going to take a lot of time to get anywhere. Um, Ulas would like to propose, like after we kind of get into the vehicle and like Ulas is really excited about sitting in like the passenger seat, they never get to sit there and they buckle up uh, and then they'll turn to Benny. Do you think we should rush using the nitrous? Oh boy. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to get that. I think it's going to be a lot of stop and go traffic. I don't think we're going to be able to go much faster than the flow of existing traffic. Um, However fun that does sound. Maybe... That I mean, maybe are the roads like that? I that's just my assumption is that it's gonna we're gonna be stopped. Yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah. This is still okay. you know the same day you know right out you know right right off of the earthquake and there was a ton of damage while you were driving in. I would say it'd probably be a little better by the afternoon. You know, so we're probably somewhere in the afternoon by now. But yeah, it's it's, it's probably still gonna be even slower going than it would normally be in okay. you know urban traffic. Okay. Um, Gross. <laughs> we'll save it for a getaway or something. Okay. All right. So uh, I would say it takes you roughly, you know, an hour and a half, two hours oh to make it all gosh. the way down to Factory Park. Um, we try. I, we definitely try both of them multiple times, like yeah. calling every once in a while and probably getting more stressed with the more uh, non-answers that we get. Yeah, no, no answers. Uh, same. It's just Vion rings and, and eventually goes to voicemail. Cadraxes just go straight to voicemail. And uh, when you get to the Keyline Aeronautics factory, uh, you know, I'll say you walk inside and uh, you can see that there is an area kind of in the middle of the floor next to a chair where some of the dust has been cleared away. You know, it, it looks like somebody has been walking there, some footprints in the dust, but, but there does not seem to be anyone around. Maybe we should call Sandy, see if... He's seen ah, Vion. That is a good idea to determine if they have relocated to either Vion's office or to his abode. Yeah. I, yes. Sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, it rings a couple of times and then says, uh, hey, yo. Greetings. This is Ulez and Benny, and we are requesting information as to Vion's location. Is he home? Uh, is Vion home? I don't know. Uh, here, hang on a sec. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm in the middle of cleaning up a little bit, but uh, I'm going to go, I'll, I will check that for you. Come on. And I'm, I'm <laughs> going out the door. I, I'm running down the hall. Okay. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm hopping up the stairs. One, okay. two, three. You know, sometimes I try to see how many I could take uh, in, in a leap. Uh, you know, oh. I fell once. Don't tell anybody about that. But, uh, and, uh, okay, right. going down the sure. thing and I'm knocking. Knocking. I'm not hearing anything from inside, and no one's answering. And I haven't seen him in a while, and I don't see uh, your van parked out there. So uh, I don't know. I, I, he might just not be here. Okay. We thank you. Oh, anytime, Ulez. Come, come back sometime, and you know we get we got to do you know uh, I want to do some chalk drawing, show you how to uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, It'll be great. So, you know, come find me when you're back. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Um, Should so, we follow the footsteps? I have learned about tracking. Well, minimally, I think I watched a, a movie with Vion. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, see what you can find. Um, I guess we'll look and see if we can see where they went. Can I see if I can at least determine the direction in which everybody went? Because that will help us kind of narrow down where we think they've gone. Determine the direction. Uh, I'm sorry, how? Uh, looking at the footprints, because it's dusty in here, and I feel like outside it's just like turned oh. up dirt everywhere. You you see, uh, you can follow footprints. Uh, I'll tell you what, make, um, make an intellect roll. I got you. <laughs> Red die, you are out for the day. Uh, nine. Nine, okay. Yeah, you can easily follow those. You know, the dust and dirt in this place is pretty heavy, so you can follow the footsteps like kind of right out to the street, and they, they kind of end just right at the sidewalk, as if, you know, with a, with a nine on a one, I'll say, you know, you, you can probably, uh, you know, deduce that they got into a car or something, you know, from the sidewalk. Okay. Well, they went somewhere. Looks like, like willingly. Sunny. Hmm. Changing locations, but they didn't tell us. Do you think they would return to the office, or? I mean, where? that's, I mean, we've got the hospital, the office, Cataract somewhere with home. Steve. Did Steve pick them up? We could call Steve. Would you like to call him? I mean, I don't want to talk to him, but if he took them somewhere, I mean. Okay. Uh, I can call. Uh. <laughs> don't, I don't like talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it rings a couple of times and then, uh, Steve. This says Ulaz and Benny, and I have a request. Have you seen my allies? Your allies? Correct. What allies? What? Beyond and Cadrex. No, I haven't I'm... seen them. Why? What? You Wait. didn't drive them anywhere? No, I dropped all of you at the factory that 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 factory and cool this morning yeah have you you've are they missing mm, unresponsive unresponsive okay do you want me to look for them you would assist us I could request permission to. Will you I mean, look at Vion's office? Because I believe geographically is, it is the farthest from where we are located. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, running out of, we're running out of spots. We think they might have gone and they're not answering their phones, so we're getting worried. Huh. I had an idea. Uh-huh. Uh, again, I based this on a film that Vion had me watch. Would they return to the scene of the crime? What crime? Uh, there was Did no someone, crime. Um, someone committed a crime? What? No, no. That, we've that. already talked. We have already had this conversation, Steve. Uh, thank you very much. Um, we will talk to you later. I'm going to hang up on this as well. He's like, yeah, but, and, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't commit to, we don't, we don't admit to crimes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or <laughs> consider things crimes that might not have been crimes. I just don't want him to get, I don't want anybody to get in trouble, but that's a good idea. We should maybe go there and maybe he'll get back to us. I don't know. 
selfishly, I would love to use this tracker as well. And if we return to the location in which the earthquake was originally created, I could perhaps do some searching to see if I that's picked true. up any belt signals. Yeah. Okay. I mean, even if they're not there, that's, I mean, something worth checking out. So, okay, let's do it. We get back in the car, we drive. Yeah. Ooh, and you are headed, point. you are headed now to... Um, what was the place? I don't even know what it was called. Like it was like the docks where like I like uh, back to Ridge Gardens. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. In fact, Jake, can you throw up the uh, um, the the, the Baronsdale Avalon map for a couple of minutes? Uh, I think I think we have Ridge Gardens on that map. Um, and uh, yeah, I, with uh, the earthquake damage still in place, and with it getting now to rush hour, uh, it is super slow going back in that direction. You're almost almost going back where you came from. You know. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, right there to Ridge Gardens. We, I don't have uh, the town you're coming from on the map, but uh, it's, it's kind of south and east of there. So, uh, yeah, it takes, I don't know, another hour and a half, two hours or so to get all the way back up there. It's like traffic is just bumper to bumper. There are still street lights out and there's still, you know, earthquake damage to the roads. So, I mean, it, As we're it, driving, it has been quite I a while. I think oh, Ben wow. was like, we, we have hit the second goal. So uh, y'all can now be expecting an, an, a, a stealth cloak. Uh, uh, thank you so much, everybody. That just cool. leaves uh, the, the, the after credits lore drop. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, Ulez. Oh, uh, Benny, what were you saying? Oh, I was no, going to say, I think as we're driving, I think Benny's like, yeah, I think um, from here on, like just fully white knuckle, the knuckling the wheel, like very stressed out at this point that we have not heard back from anyone, but like, I think um, from here on out, we need to always have like our location shared or something. Cause I don't like this. I don't like this at all. This is not fun for me. <laughs> oh, that's very valid. Our allies are incredibly capable. I do not express the same concerns as you. One, it's okay. One of, one of us should be confident about everything. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> drive. Yeah. And uh, by the time you get uh, to Ridge Gardens, I will say it is uh, just starting to get dark. And uh, so, where in Ridge Gardens do you park? You you were, you were, you went to previously like about three. You were at three locations that are sort of within a stone's throw of each other. There was the docks, there was the electrical switching station, and then there was uh, the warehouse. Um, which one do you go to? Um, I guess like what's closest to a place to park, or are they all equally like near a road? Because uh, we we'd probably start at one and just walk through the rest of them. <laughs> like, All right. So let, let's say you park, you know, at a, at a somewhat central location uh, in the street, maybe, you know, sort of near where that tanker crashed, where you, you, you had saved uh, that yeah. truck driver earlier this morning um, near the collapsed overpass. Um, and now, yeah, you were about equal distance from the docks and the switching station and uh, the abandoned warehouse. Where do you head first? we could retrace our steps from the last time like where i don't even remember where we started actually that would be it'd be help that'd be a helpful plan of action if i remembered how we started that actually sure you, um, you started off on the docks i think okay. and then you went to the switching station and then okay. the warehouse yeah might yeah we'll walk that track okay 
Um, it takes, yeah, you, you walk the docks, the docks stretch for a little bit, uh, you know, and uh, so that, that walk takes a while. And uh, then you turn back and you head towards the switching station where you fought the alien strike force. And that place is still just a friggin' wreck uh, from Cadrax's, you know, explosion there. And, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then finally you make your way to the abandoned warehouse and you, you go inside and uh, you see uh, to your left, there is that pile of, uh, you know, uh, you know, the old mattresses or whatever that uh, Ebos was lying on when, when Ulez helped heal him. Um, and uh, there is, uh, you know, you can see on the other side, the corner where the electrical guys were tied up, you know, is now empty. And you can see that there is sort of this big garage door that, you know, like a sort of big port that is open leading into the back. Did you want to try your little clicky thing? Oh, yes. That would be delightful. Um, how do I use it? Do I just press <laughs> the button? Wait, 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 the clicky thing? Yeah, the tracker. Benny doesn't know what it is, the, the tracker yeah. for the belt. Oh, the tracker. Yeah, uh, the tracker, let's assume Molly showed you how to use it. And uh, yeah, if you if you turn it on, uh, theoretically, it should point to the landing site for a teleporter if there is one within 50 to 80 yards. Um, you try it out and uh, nah, the, the needle does not jump. Mm. Ah, we are not in luck. Mm. I, had, I had hoped that our cloaked enemies have returned to the scene of the crime and they have not. Uh, I think since we're like here, uh, Benny remembers asking Cadrax if they wanted to go see the grave sites um, and we'll maybe make the connection that perhaps they went to go because there are people there that were important to both of them and maybe they are being friends and that would be a really great turn of events. So I think I'm going to try to <laughs> figure out where, because they had said a general like behind the building was all yep. that I think we were told. So I think Benny's going to try to navigate to where specifically that might be. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's not hard to find. You, you, you sort of walk out, you know, that port there, uh, you know, that, that open garage port. Uh, and as you walk out, even though it is starting to get a little dark, you can immediately see uh, on the ground in front of you, Vion, just out cold, lying next to Cadrax, who also appears to be out cold um, and has kind of what appears to be a blood stain in the center of their back. Um, uh, tell you what, make, a, make an intellect roll. Which one? Bo both? Yeah. yeah. It can be both of you. Okay. Well, I haven't even got my dice out. Foolish of me to think I could get through this unscathed. Okay. 11? 11. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that's fine. Um, yeah. You also, uh, also throw in, yeah, um, you see Dog uh, oh. is there and is lying next to Cadrax with their head, little dog head on Cadrax's back. Um, and what you see when you look out into the yard is... You know, even in the dark, you can see that there are a whole bunch of mounds that are out there in the yard, and uh, it's like a three rows of five mount, uh, th three rows of five, and uh, one of them in the row closest to you, I think two from the left, I think I said it was, or something like that, um, uh, is split open, dug up with piles of dirt in kind of a big empty hole there. 
uh, dog, uh, where we thank you we for do. watching our allies. And dog kind of looks up and then puts its head back down on Cadrax and... <laughs> Why are they oh, yeah. not... Oh yeah, I think immediately I'm like both like I don't know whoever's closer to try to like face taps like hey 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 like either of them. All right, you start tapping on. Uh, let's say Vion is a little bit closer to you, mm-hmm. and uh, Vion, with that, you you know start kind of shaking awake a little bit. Hey, oh hi, um, you good? You okay? Do you require oh. healing? I. Uh, I'm going to sit up and look around for Sunny. Yeah, you look around and Sunny is not there. And you also can immediately see that one of the graves has been, you know, sort of looks like it's been dug up, although you don't see okay. a shovel. Um, okay, I look up at the two of you then. Ulis is like patting uh, Cadrax's face like they saw Benny do to Vion. Like, that seems to be effective. Gentle yeah, slaps. no response. Uh, Sunny, uh... Yeah, Sunny um, attacked the dock from behind while we were heading to the grave. This blood is theirs. Yeah. Oh. And you can feel, Ulez, that uh, Cadrax's body is a little cold and that blood is also kind of cold and sticky. I don't sense the same life force in which I could when I drained it from them. This feels odd. This feels very odd. I don't know how to process this. What do we do? I... Stand up. I think I'm still... I mean, this all uh, happened for me seconds ago. Um, So what I would like to do... A quick question sort of out of game. Mm. um, Is we have a... We we brought our, like, vehicle tracker, right? Like, we just... That's one of the things we carry around with us. Vehicle tracker. We have like a tracker. Like device. a tracker. Just like a oh, tracker. Oh, the tracking it's in our, device. It's in the yeah, the tracking yeah. device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Okay, um, and yeah, the you have... way we track that, is that like what, like a panel or is it like an app or something? Or um, You're talking like about book, like, the, like the homing device that you get? Or I mean like how we would know, like if you put it on a car, like would we look at like a screen to see where the car is going or? Oh, uh, yeah, let's assume that it, it, it interfaces with an app on your phone. And okay. yeah, you can open up the app and track you know if it was in ooh, how far was how far did the tracking device work what was the distance uh i think it was ooh. like five or six or something um hang oh, on i, I didn't I know the number find, of it yeah i could probably find that out but yeah why what, what are you looking to do uh, well i'm looking to burn a point of determination i would like to go ahead and um retroactively add something to the narrative here if that's all right rick uh yeah hang on i just want to determination for you there's plenty in the community if you want to do <laughs> yeah i yeah <laughs> thank you i think i've got one yeah i've got one more um but if that's not enough <laughs> or something the I'll tracer the has a, okay the tracer has a distance of six which means it works with you know, within a few miles Ooh. that ain't bad this isn't the biggest city in the world um okay great can I use a point of determination 
Yeah, you, you are the only was, person who has a point. Yeah. <laughs> I was raised in the school of pop culture. And I would like to remind you, Rick, episode four of season two of the show Columbo, Dagger of the Mind is the name of the episode. He plants a pearl into an umbrella. If I remember that, that being the episode correctly, he plants a pearl in an umbrella to set up uh, someone who is, I think, accused of murder. And I would like to say that initially when we were heading over, while I was giving Sonny the benefit of the doubt, I ghost sleight of handed. So it wasn't even like a normal sleight of hand. It's a ghost sleight of hand. Just drop that into his pocket. Okay. Um, yeah. That's first of all, I I want to hug you for the Columbo. <laughs> reference. You got you got right with the Columbo reference. Favorite shows of all time. Oh my God! It's a, I, I, I could I could reach through the screen and hug you, man. Um, yeah. So that absolutely uh, could have happened, and um, and now you are checking to see if you can find where he is on. I just yeah. I want to. I just want to boot it up. Okay. You boot it up, and from where you are in Ridge Gardens, you do not get a return. Okay. Okay. Any information's information. Um, I think while you're doing whatever you're doing, um, Benny is kind of like, is now trying to sink in the fact that whatever they're saying is what is happening and is just going to kind of like... Because Cataracts has collapsed in a pile, and I think Benny would like to like lay them down nicely, like on their back, so they're not like, yeah, just yeah. Benny, I think yeah. I misunderstand. Are they not going to wake up? I I don't I don't think so. Liz, I mean I don't I I don't know anything about Cataracts. And like, I mean, they're people, but they we normally strong. we normally don't get back up when this kind of thing happens. And they'll just like re-examine the wound. Like, why can we not just fill it in with flesh and they will be whole? I don't know. I don't know. I think Benny's a, like overwhelmed trying to be like, okay, alien, like aliens have different things going on. But what I know, this is pretty the worst possible outcome. So Benny, I think is like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I would like to turn. And I think at this point now, like my mind's settling like a little bit. Um, so, okay. So here's the facts. We came out here to sort of make good with Sunny. And as the doc was kind of looking out and Sonny was talking about the effects of the doc's life, Sonny stabbed them in the back and they bled. Before that, when we had tied up Sonny and he was still knocked out, they were talking about an afterlife. So that's something I'm interested in. Right now I want to track Sonny, figure out exactly where he went. But this burial, it's not... This wasn't from them. This was from the other folks that we bumped into. So I don't know exactly what uh, the doc's, you know, cultural background is in terms of burial rites. Hmm. 
if we can figure that out, I think that's something that we should do. Or I don't know if there's someone we can talk to about preserving the body until then. If we put the body in my spaceship, it is uh, an airtight container in it. I, I might I might be able to do some modulation to keep the body fresh. Well, that's not a bad bet. I say we do this, and uh, and right now it's we're all going to be in shock a little bit. But I think the most important thing when dealing with sort of an alien that's on the run who didn't even bother to do some sort of burial at all, uh, we got to catch this guy. And I'd like to give him peace of my mind. And then Benny, if you want to, you know, give him a piece of your fist or whatever afterwards too, I I, I think we wouldn't have any problem with that. Point me in a direction, boss. Let's do it. Um, okay. Uh, uh. Will okay. you help me move the body into the van? I would like to sit with them and see if there is something I can try. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will lead that endeavor. I think I'm the one with strength <laughs> that left over. Let's <laughs> try It's just like they're holding a finger. <laughs> okay, I got you. I pulled a guy out of a truck this morning, so hopefully I'll be able to take Cadrex <laughs> to the van. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, you pick up Cadrex and you carry them towards the van. Um, and, uh, you load them into the back of the van carefully and, uh, and, 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 and where do you want to go now? To the warehouses, right? The yeah. storage facility. Yeah. Storage facility. Okay. Um, all right. So it takes you again, you know, quite a while to get to the storage facility. Um, is this getting us any trouble as a whole? Because all of this is being activating the the condition of or the quality of uh, what's the word? Earthquake damage in the city. Uh, well, earthquake damage, you know, is like a environmental quality. You have to use one yeah. of your own troubles to get. Uh, to, oh, it's not. It can't be a your, trouble against us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to use, use your one of your own qualities to, to get uh, contamination for yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, you uh, make your way towards uh, Carpa Storage in Yard Hill, and um, I think if I remember correctly, uh, there is a gate outside Carpa Storage, and uh, this being uh, the evening when you get there, uh, that gate is now closed. Um, but, uh, I seem to remember that Sandy gave you codes and stuff previously when you're doing investigating. Um, so I'm just going to say that you are able to sort of stop and punch in the code. Uh, and, uh, while you are punching in the code, um, there is a whoop, whoop. And a red flash of a siren as an unmarked police car pulls up behind you. Okay. Excellent. And the door that the car parks and you hear a voice, uh, you know, over one of those little police loudspeakers, uh, uh, please stay in the car. Nobody move. And, uh, the door opens, 
and you can see in the rearview mirror a figure walk towards you. And who's driving? Benny or me? Probably. <laughs> okay. And Benny, um, up to your window comes Detective Leon Neal. I knew it. <laughs> great. Good. Yeah, great. Great. Good. <laughs> Knocks on the window. Yeah, then... roll it down. <laughs> Mr. Vigor, and he looks inside. Oh. oh. I'm assuming Vian is uh, shotgun with me, right? Because yeah, I think so. Funny thing, uh, I got a call from an officer, Noah Rose, on Murr Island, who said that you are a person of interest uh, in an investigation there. We're supposed to follow up on that, and I volunteered. <laughs> well, that's great. What kind of following up are you uh, looking to do, Detective? Well... I have a whole lot of questions I would like to ask you. Okay. I've had a black and white on you uh, since I got the call. And right. uh, I think right now seems like a good time. Can you can you just pull the van over there? And he, he points to like a corner of the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't I just get out and we talk? Um, why don't you just pull the van over there? Okay. All right. I do, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, you, you pull it about 20 feet away, and uh, he, he sort of walks over there, uh, and uh, he comes up to the driver's side. Now, let me ask you something. When you put Cadrax in, what did you do? Uh, it is sort of a minivan, so it has, I think, you know, benches and then like sort of a like a you know sort of cargo space in the back that's you know not huge, but yeah, it's like, is it, I, I don't did you? I assumed they were laying in the back with Ula sitting with them, but yeah. and if anyone else had any other particulars, that's how I visualized it, like half the back seats been pushed down so their body can be prone, um, and like Ula's uh, doesn't have their seatbelt on and they're kind of facing um, Cadrex with their hands over their body, like trying to like figure out like hovering like. Okay, you have this body part. I don't know if that can be replaced. A little bit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he walks around to the uh, passenger side and he says, uh, "Okay, can everybody please get out of the van?" Uh, I I cannot comply. I'll show. Oh boy. So <laughs> sorry. I, I would uh, like to just. I love it. Ulez, take to, you get a point of determination. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that that is for honest but naive because that was very much honest but naive. Um, you cannot comply. Uh, I am aiding my ally. What's wrong with your ally? And he kind of pokes his head in, and uh, with that blood splotch uh, gathering in Cadrax's clothes, he's uh. What is wrong with that? Are, is that blood? Look, Detective, they're really hurt and we're trying to help them. Could you give us like 10 minutes? Can I give you 10 minutes? No, I can't give you 10 you minutes. Can kinda... us, but we're trying to help them. Can you not interrupt while they're trying to help them? And, and, and he kind you of can talk to me and Dion. I mean, I'm getting his... out of the car. I've already gotten out of the car. Like they told me to get out and I'm already out. Yeah, and he pulls his gun and kind of like I aims it like sort of him. down at the ground, you know, sort of, and he's just sort of like, all right, somebody better explain to me what is going on here real fast. 
Did Vian get out with me? Yeah, I get out. Okay. I have already uh, tracked you in connection with Mickey Bomberg. I've tracked you in connection with Declan Eklund. You guys are swimming in underworld connections, and now you're driving around with what looks like to be a dead body. They are not dead. Death does not exist. Only reincarnation. Okay. You want to explain to me what's going on? You got 30 seconds before I start making arrests. Okay, great. Uh, I want to go ahead and phase. Um, I'm going to ghost. And uh, what's the what's the gun made out of? Uh, gun? Uh, gun is probably... Probably can't phase through that, huh? Uh, I have firearms are generally made of steel and aluminum, according to my age. Aluminum, though. Um, steel and aluminum, huh? So it's like you probably phase through parts of it, but not other parts. Okay, great. On- I, I don't think- know if it's steel and aluminum or steel or aluminum. There might be different types of firearms, but that's up to you. Um, I would like to pluck out the bullet that's all- that's just in the chamber kind of waiting. Ooh, uh, make a coordination roll. Okay, this will be interesting. That's amazing. Because in real life, I now have to get my die over here while I'm holding my green screen. Okay, here oh, we go. No. <laughs> here we go. In a second, I'll fix this. Okay, two plus. Here we go. Here we go. We could do this together. That's going to be a five. Oh. Five total? That's, yeah, coordination? Yes, that's five total. Um. Yeah, he... <laughs> whips the gun up and you completely miss. uh, And he's just sort of like, you know, he sees you in your translucence now. uh, And he's like, what the hell? What the hell? And he like takes a step back and like his sort of hands start shaking. He's like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, are you? The thing is, the reason that we're spending so much time with the underbelly of the city is because we happen to be a bunch of superheroes. Now we're cleaning up a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of things are going on, some interstellar stuff as well, which I wouldn't mind getting your help with. Also, I think a bunch of folks in your police department are incredibly corrupt and part of some sort of, yeah, real big thing that we could help you out with. Uh, We're pretty sure you're not dirty because we did a whatever it's called black and white on you as well. So you really got two choices right now. You can try to arrest us, one of whom is a ghost, or you can kind of hear us out and maybe uh, help us on our little mission right here to clean up the city. Make a willpower roll. Okay. I start on, can I start my hands on fire just to be like, I'll join in this, I guess, as oh. well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, I have to see if I even can. Give me a second. That, I can. Yeah. I start on You yeah. can. Okay. I will, that, that'll make Omar, that'll make Vion's willpower roll a little bit easier. I'll, I'll, I'll throttle that down because you'll be even okay. more amazed now. Um, uh, again, can I use performance on top of that? Uh, you can. Sorry, I am looking for my Leon Neal character sheet. There it is. Okay, what is this willpower? Okay. What did he get? I got an eight total. Okay, and he's just sort of like shaking and staring at you, and and, and, and he kind of reaches out with one hand and and, and sort of reaches through you, and then he reaches back and he kind of pinches his arm... It's like, okay. Superheroes. I think it's called Uh, extra normals, technically, but yeah. uh, Oh, my God. Uh, And he kind of, like, looks around, and he's like, all right, we got to get off the street. Uh, 
That's what we're trying to do. Would you like to join us? Yeah. Yeah. Just. Ulis, is it oh. okay if he comes back with us? Oh, yes. Okay. So we'll we'll guide him back into the to the uh, Ulis storage unit. Okay. And uh, you you drive around back and uh, he follows you in, in, in his car. And uh, again, you, you use the code to sort of open up. Um, ooh. Uh oh, Omar might have oh. like. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. lost Omar there for a minute. It's like he just phased right out of the game. Um, <laughs> is so okay. I'm just gonna fix this really quickly while we're setting this up. I'm so sorry, everyone. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like I cannot lose people right now. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, you you go around the back there, and they, you know there, there is a garage door that you know opens to let people like bring stuff into the warehouse. This is where the truck came in, where all this started way back when. And uh, you you go in, and he follows you in, and uh, everybody parks. And uh, and and everybody <laughs> everybody parks, and uh, he gets out, uh, and uh, he he's like, uh, and, and and okay, now what? What are we doing here? What happened to Doctor D'Alto? I think Benny's gonna turn to uh, Vian and be like, "How much are we just gonna? Are we just telling them all of it? Is that what's happening?" Yeah, I think that's probably the best possible option right now. Can we trust you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Great. I mean, right now, I think what would really help us out is if you just give us your word that we can trust you. And, and he kind of. Benny holds up the pinky. <laughs> and uh, he 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 puts his gun back in his holster and button you know buttons it shut. <laughs> and and then he holds out his pinky and. Okay. I would like to turn to Ulez and just explain. Um, I don't know if they've, they've touched on this before, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, something called a pinky promise uh, where people just kind of use their pinky and they're like, if you do that, it's like, I'm very serious. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened to them? They are an alien from another planet. Society, culture... Uh, an entirely sort of different way of thinking, I guess, on top of all that. And uh, their mentor, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, came to this planet and then was attacked by uh, some folks who are kind of reacting against, I don't know, support the colonial efforts of the Doc's race. Mm -hmm. it, it was an invasion here to Earth. An alien invasion. That's right. <laughs> but they got stopped. Except that the son of uh, the Doc's mentor wanted revenge. And so he killed our friend. And we're kind of trying to figure out exactly how permanent that that is. And that's where we stand. Now, a big thing that could really help us out is uh, I did plan to track her on this gentleman. And it's got like a little bit of a, a range. If there's any way that we could run around and look for him and track him down, 
Uh, I imagine there's a bunch of questions you'd like to ask him that he could answer. An alien killed another alien. They did not cover this at the academy. How, how about a vengeful man killed a doctor? How about that? Can you work with that? I mean, I can, but... <sighs> this sounds... I gotta admit, it's a little out of my league. I... What am I supposed to do? Arrest an alien? I mean, you can light on fire and he can turn like a ghost or something. I, I just... What can the alien do? Sing? Uh, well, we are Ulaz Scali. <laughs> You're also an alien. I am not from this planet. Correct. Like, their hands are still glowing as we're trying to, like, figure <laughs> out, like, how do I give life to something that has no life? It's like trying to heal a rock. It's just, it's not, it's not going well. <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, detective, if I'm not mistaken, and I know you're not a beat cop or anything like that, but in the general understanding of your occupation, you're here to protect right at large. That is the general idea, right? Well, there's a very dangerous, you know, let's say man for lack of better term right now. So if it's within your jurisdiction, who I think is a threat to the public. And he's got a tracker on him. And if we can track him down, maybe you can't arrest him. But we might know some people who can. Or some people who couldn't at least deal with him. And I don't know how that's going to shape up on your paperwork, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a safer public than it is if we don't try to find this man. Make a willpower roll. <laughs> Don't let this be a repeat of last session with those willpower. Oh, God, yeah. My heart can't. That comes out to an eight. Okay. Um, <sighs> tracking device. Well, yeah, I can probably help you with that. I don't know what I can do if we find this guy, but if you give me... If you give me the frequency of the homing signal, well, I might be able to get every cop in Baronsdale looking for your friend. That sounds like... Well, hold on. Uh, every cop? Well... Look. I can help you by putting out an APB on the guy. And if you give me the homing signal, then every cop can try tracking it. We can search the whole borough at once. Okay. Uh, yeah, enemy of my enemy. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. And I would like to hold out my hand to shake the detectives. And uh, he holds out his hand, and uh, as you're shaking his hand, um, see, like, almost, in, almost imperceptibly, 
you can feel at your feet like the floor starts to it's like it's you know like a subway's passing it's, it's slightly vibrating and and and, and and you know, you you look around the room. There's there's like a mop bucket in the corner that's like full of old water, and you can see the surface of the water shaking. You know, like Jurassic Park or something like that. And 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 slowly, the shaking starts getting more intense and more intense. Can we like, is it coming? It's not. Is it coming from the doctor? Like, I think that'd be the first thing I'd want to check. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't seem directional at this point. Okay. You know, it, it's really just kind of the whole floor and structure and and, and as, as as it gets more intense you start to hear this very low pitch tone I mean, it's so low it's just barely audible you know to your human ears and then there's a slightly higher tone just barely higher and then another one and another and one by one the tones start piling up on each other each louder than the one before and each tone producing a vibration slightly faster than the one before. And, and one by one, those tones start finding the resonant frequencies of like every object in the room from, you know, pens lying on the desks to, to stools that are on the floor, to, 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 the, to, the, to the van itself, the glass in the windows, you know, like everything in the room soon is vibrating in sympathy. Uh, producing tones of their own and percussive clattering and the, and the whole thing kind of comes together like some kind of, you know, psychedelic symphony that, it, that just becomes louder and louder. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of like the orchestral fills in, in, in the Beatles day in the life, but, 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 but wilder. And, 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 and just as the sound reaches this, like this like nearly like deafening crescendo, Cadrax's body just shoots up into the air. And, and it hangs there levitating, like right by the ceiling. It just goes straight up and hits the ceiling and then just hangs right there. And, and while you are all watching, Leon Neal included, this strange like cluster of lights starts, you know, like little fireflies around their wounds, uh, like these kind of brightly colored fractals and, and they sort of pop in and out and, and, and they're gone almost as quickly as they appeared. And as they vanish, Cadrax lets out this blood curdling scream and falls straight down to the ground with a huge thud. And when they do, all the vibrations stop. Cadrax, when your body falls to the ground, you barely even feel it because you are in more pain than you have ever felt in your life. It's like every pain you've ever had in your life all at once, every inch of you like being on fire and electrocuted all at the same time. And it is just absolutely overwhelming. And you curl up into a ball and start crying on the floor. I rush over. Yeah, I think. Uh -huh. And I'm going to yeah. grab the doc's hand and just hold it. <laughs> what, what can we What can we do? What, what can we do? Are you hurting? 
Yes! I, I, I need somebody's strength, please. I, ho- I hold my hand out. I hold my hand out, too. Yeah. Okay. And I'll take both of your hands in my one hand and put my other on Cadrax's chest. Can I heal yeah. them? Um, you can give it a shot. You can try and do that uh, funneling thing that you did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we Go. call that a healing roll. Yep. Uh, your healing is at five. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I want to add something to this. Um, can we I have two? My- we have two levels of determination. So yeah, two. Yeah. One. I'm going to take one. Um, under the quality of strangely protective, um, making this nine, ten, ten. Ten. Okay. Um, yeah, you do your thing and you start pulling life force from who did we say, Benny or or Beyond? Both, or both ben? of us. Yeah. Both. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, you start pulling uh, from both of them, and Cadrax. As Ulez starts channeling energy into you, the pain dulls a little bit. Um, you, you still, it, it still hurts. You know, it is not overwhelming to you anymore, but it is, you know, you, you, you feel like you just got hit by a bus or, you know, you feel like you just fell 25 feet from the middle <laughs> of the air and, 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 you know, smashed onto a concrete floor. Um, That's oddly which, specific. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It just came <laughs> to me somehow. Um, and, uh, but, but it is not quite so, you know, it is not, it is not the kind of pain that just blocks out all thoughts anymore. You, you, you can kind of get your wherewithal back. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Take it easy. If it hurts, it's good. If it hurts, it means you're alive. He stabbed me. Yeah. He killed me. Yeah, he did. Where are we? We're so... Son- they are missing. Can I? How how can how can we help you? It was supposed to be him. I'm me. No, 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 no. This is no. What? What? What happened? Where are we? What's going? What's going on? There is no death. There is only rebirth and resurrection. And you have come back to us as all beings do. Are you truly well? And I'm going to reach out to, I guess I'm still holding your hand. As the choir wills. Some notes do sound forever. Yeah, well, you know, some folks are too stubborn. (laughs) Uh, Never knew one more deserving. 
what the hell was that? <laughs> and you look over and Leon Neal's eyes are like, you know, bugging out of his head. He just, uh... That, my friend, is an ever singer. And she'll, turn, she'll get, get up from sitting on the floor and will brush off her knees. And is he good? Is he like he's going to like keel over or anything like as you get up from the floor, he like sits down on the yeah. floor. I'm I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him a chair. <laughs> I'm gonna get him a chair so he can sit and just pat his shoulder a little bit. You need like a, what you want some orange slices or something? Maybe oh, you I know been, like a I have wet towel. I'm, I'm gonna go get some gr- a granola bar from my my camera bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get used. You know, maybe some. Yeah, just uh, your adrenaline's probably real high. Yeah, this has been a real tough day for you. All right, <laughs> turn back. All right, Doc. You got your memories? You know who you are? <laughs> got all that? Yes. Okay, great. Now, uh, Sonny, it tried to kill you. He failed. And shortly after that, I, uh, I asked him to give you a proper burial. He refused to do that. And as far as I'm concerned, he's desecrating the body of his father. So I say, what? Uh, yeah, he took, he took the body. But I got good news, Doc. I got good news. He's got a tracker in his pocket. I, you know, I, we, were, we were about to ask all the cops to trace that frequency, but I figure frequency is kind of your thing. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, I can show you the exact, uh, you know, number, number, dot, number, uh, FZ or whatever that is. If you want to find them, well, heck, I don't know if anyone's better equipped for that. If this is what the Choir Beyond has returned me to do, then... Yes. Great. I'm going to go ahead and show the app and the frequency that the tracker is functioning on. I think before you do that, uh, since I have Ula's hand and Ulez has y'all I'm going to pull you collectively close and and touch forehead to all of you thank you we welcome you I welcome you back. Ulas, you remember when we watched the Goonies? Oh, I do. Yeah, Goonies never say die. Here we go. Come on. Ah. Let's go. Uh, let's get this guy and let's figure out exactly what's going on. What about what about Tulas, the others? What happened with him? Oh, yes, I have a tracking device in which we... Oh, um, Vion, I, I do... I, I, I apologize, we have not properly updated you on the mission status. Um, there were some things that took precedence. Uh, however, and they'll stand up and, like, brush themselves off. Uh, I have a tracking device that will locate the belts that are... Oh, the cause of the, te- the teleportation. It is also important to note that they can only travel about 80 to 50 yards, um... So all of our allies who have been captured uh, are not very far from the capture sites. I mean, they, they, they can be now, but at the, at the time, they are within reason to catch. 
Um, well, that's just fantastic. Look at us. Look at this team. This ain't bad. We are doing well. Why is the law enforcement off the officer here? Oh, yeah. <sighs> Leon came to ask me a couple questions. <laughs> How's that going for you, Leon? <laughs> uh, well, I, it's, it's a little bit more interesting a day than I expected to have, to be perfectly honest with you. But you know what? You said you were a superhero, and goddamn, I believe you now. Uh, so, so what do we do? What happens next? I say we track Sunny. I say we use that teleportation tracking device to find out who's been taking all our friends. We get to the bottom of this. Uh, do our humans require rest? And Cadrax, do you require time to fully understand your functioning faculties? I think it's been like two days since I've slept. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Don't remember the last time Benny has slept. <laughs> yes, you are. You've got a lot of dark circles under your eyes that were never there before. Wait, did we lose? Did we lose um, stamina from the health siphon? Uh, uh oh yeah. yeah. You oh, do no. lose some stamina from the health siphon. Yeah. Um. I, 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 I forgot how I did that in the last game, but let's say you each lost two for now. Who? That puts Cadrax at four. And Benny at two. <laughs> Thank you. Coming back from death uh, really takes it out of you, apparently. Plus, you are covered in blood. And uh, Leon Niels, uh, all right, I'm going to... I'm going to go get this frequency and this APB out there. If your guy is around, we're going to find them. I promise. And kinda... just, just double checking, you know, what you saw here today remains between us, correct? Oh, yeah. I didn't see nothing. We have sworn upon the pinkies. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is the significance of that? Tell me later. Uh, okay. <laughs> There, it's truly wonderful. And he just kind of like shakes his head in disbelief and just turns and gets into his car, starts up the engine and, and pulls out and leaves the four of you. Whew. Are we going to spend the evening in rest and repar in repairs and start off in the morning or... Vion and I, should we try to attempt something while our allies recover? Well, I'll say this. I think that both parties are unaware that we are almost back up to fully functioning capacity. So it's not like exactly we got to race out a clock, you know, against the element of surprise in a way. I vote rest. Will you leave me here so I can... Be with my ship for a little bit. All of the day's events have reminded me that I am a little homesick. Would you mind company? I would truly yeah. appreciate it. 
I could show you all of the cool things inside of my ship. The backseat of the van's not a bad place for a nap. Oh, I love us. You know what? I think this is a great place to take a break. Let's say, <laughs> let's say, Benny, you're going to take a nap in the backseat of the van. Mm -hmm. The two of you are going to go uh, keep each other company uh, by Ulez's pod. And uh, Vian, where are you headed? Are you staying I'm gonna, around? I'm going to find a little solitaire area and I'm going to meditate a little bit. All right. Uh, so, yeah, as y'all go to recuperate we're going to take a 10 minute break and uh we will uh we'll yeah we'll see you in 10 welcome back uh and while we were gone apparently we hit the lore drop so oh my god thank you so much that is every lore drop this I mean, it's every lore drop since the beginning of the show i i cannot say how grateful we are i, I know I, I hope this doesn't start to sound sin insincere every week but it's like i i am always amazed when we get to the lore drop so uh, again thank you so much everyone and it's a cool one tonight um i'm so and, glad uh, it's not catrax afterlife lore that could have been a thing i really <laughs> gave it some thought i was i was i was saying uh, you know i was thinking about scenes with you meeting you dr tally and sonavel and them leading you into the afterlife and all this stuff and i really gave it some thought but uh, i don't know i gotta tell you this uh this just felt cooler. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, welcome back, Hadra. Um, and welcome back, everybody. Um, so uh, yeah, when we left off, the team was stopping to recuperate at um, uh, Carpa Storage there in Yard Hill. And uh, Benny was going to take a nap in the van. Vion was meditating. And uh, let's pick up with uh, Ulez and Kadrax, who were going to uh, you know keep each other company by uh, uh, Ulez's pod. First question, is dog allowed in the pod? We must wipe off their feet first, and then yes. <laughs> Should we just use your clothing since it is already covered in blood? I am not really, I have a cloak. That's all I wear. Yes, I don't think I can use this in a professional capacity anymore. It would provoke anxiety for my patients. Oh, that is unfortunate. Many do not like the sight of blood, despite having large amounts of it in them. Yes, they are just blood bags. I mean, humans are much more than that, but they are filled with so much of it. Why do they fear it? Mm. It hurts coming out. That is very valid. How much blood do you possess? More than a moment ago. Ten pints, I believe. It's a terrible form of measurement. I take off my coat. Paul? And, you know, shake. So. And, and, yeah, and <laughs> dog gives paw and uh, starts you kind of like sniffing around at like where your wound was. And, the... and then the starts looking at your face. gets wet. Yeah, dog starts licking the tears off of your cheeks. Dog is very kind. They watched after your body when it was inert. How long was I dead? Mm, I am unsure of the length of time, uh, the exact time of your death. However, when 
uh, Benny and I stumbled upon you and Vion. Uh, it was about, it has been about two hours. Uh, actually, it's been about eight hours. Ulis doesn't know the entire time that while they were traveling, oh, okay. Drax is dead. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, okay. We had so much car rides. <laughs> so much traffic. Is that long for your people? Ulis, do your people not die and remain so? No, there is no death. We do not believe in it. It is rather unproductive. You may choose to have your consciousness continued, or you may upload it into... I have my notes. Uh, into the sky. Is that brought a choice widely taken? Uh, not very often. Many of us continue. Why, I am the result of over 5,000 individuals. We are all Lev's. I admit, the other 4,999 I might find poorer than this example. I admit my bias. That is Thank very you. valid. Thank you. Now, please, step inside. Now, Finish, uh, yeah. Uh, you, the pod is, you know, like we said, it's about the size of, you know, just a little a bit fridge. bigger than a refrigerator, right? It's like basically built for one person, but let's say with the open, you know, you can kind of sit next to each other like bench style a little bit. Um, this is so um, unlike our ships. Oh, are they more spacious? The civilian ones, I think, more so are, are simply built to accommodate more people, but we have fairly tight quarters and yours doesn't seem to have grapple ropes for attacks. Oh no, there are no weapons aboard. A further distinction. And I think like Ulez goes about like showing all the cool buttons, like this one is a tractor beam, this one will reverse gravity. I, of course, it is all not functioning at the moment, but this button, this one is just the button. I like to press it sometimes. Yes, yes, you may. It gives I push the button. Satisfying <laughs> click. Oh, like, is it, does it feel like a mechanical switch kind of click? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so, Cadrax pushes the button. It... We stay dead. But why? Why are you back then? I uh, am. There was a legend, one I subscribed to, others didn't, of the Eversinger. The one whose note sounds again and again by the will of the resonance, the choir beyond die, but brought back. Ah, oh, 
that is truly beautiful. And you have been, uh, what is the term I have learned? Uh, blessed by this power. And yet the Eversingers of legend are great heroes, great warriors, deserving of the gift bestowed by the choir. This is not paradigmatic of that at all. You do not consider yourself great or a powerful warrior. You are the strongest individual that I have met. You possess such knowledge, such strength, such ingenuity. And how do you not see yourself as a great hero? Not like that. Maybe not yet. I look uh, out the door and I think there's probably a bit of a crack in one of the storage facility walls. Uh, One of the earthquake marks. (sighs) Not yet. Well, I, we... No, I believe that you are on track to become a great hero if you do not yet consider yourself one. Uh, We have no heroes where I come from. We all just simply are. However, if I may select my first favorite hero, might I choose you? Uh, We're sitting side by side on the bench. Yeah, like, like I think I... <laughs> head like, head on shoulder, lean. <laughs> Thank you. And and because I can't hug the two of you, Dog just jumps up there and starts licking both of your faces. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I am... They have no heroes and where you're from. I look back up. It's because they send them to Earth. Ah, we thank you. I have always wanted, well, since I have been here, I have decided that being a hero is chaotic, but I have enjoyed my time. I have not worked towards my prime directive in the slightest. I am far too malfunctioning to perform my actual duties. However, finding a new goal with my friends and my allies, I have truly enjoyed this. Ulas, I myself find that I have made an oath, whether they accept it or not. These earthlings need protecting, and I have sworn myself to that. If you are looking for any complimentary directive, I invite you to join me. Cadrex, lift out your pinky. Pat, pat. Lift out your pinky, Cadrex. This is an Earth tradition. I believe we can use this in place of an oath, where once our pinky fingers cross together, we must abide by the clauses that were set in place by this promise. And I promise to help save the humans with you. my honor as a knight 
and ever singer for the choir beyond. I do so swear. And then we shake pinkies. Yeah, and that's a yeah, that's beautiful. And while 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 you are shaking pinkies, um, I, I feel like that's a perfect place to sort of zoom to the morning. Um, and uh, Benny, uh, as you are getting up, you feel uh, much refreshed. You you were on the ragged edge there for a while. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> Everybody's got a chance to rest. Everybody's got all their stamina back now. Um, so, Cadrax, you are back at full. Benny, uh, you are back at full. Everybody is good. Um, and uh, Vion, you have been uh, meditating for quite a while. And uh, you are sort of so kind of at peace right now with the world. You barely feel your phone vibrating in your pocket. Uh, okay. I to a little minor point of clarification um, mm. on the meditation stuff. I I think it starts at peace because I was very happy that there's another a lot of pressures off of me, not the only ghost now sort of of the team. It's nice, uh, and then I think once that's passed, it's I I start to sink into my anger about Sunny, and I think that's where I am like all night is just sitting in the anger and just letting that be. Instead of pushing it out and rejecting it and trying to be a little stoic to get stuff done, I think that's the mindset. So finally, when I do notice that my phone is buzzing, I take it out. And uh, yeah, that is a, you, you find yourself talking to Sandy Carpa um, on the other line. And Vion? Uh, yes, Andy? There's a guy here knocking on your door. I think you should come back. He's a little strange. Strange in what way, Sandy? Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. He's, well, he's kind of blinking in and out. I, he, you should just come back here. Okay, that sounds good. I would not want to get involved. Yeah, you stay at a safe distance, Sandy. Don't worry about that. I'll be right. I'll be right there. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Thanks. And he hangs up. Uh, okay. I hop off the hood. Sure. Uh, and I want to walk over to, uh, well, I just look around to see who's awake and up and doing stuff. Who's waking up and doing stuff? Oh, I mean, Ulez and Kadrax. I think maybe at this point, like, we're doing, like, a, a walk around of the ship. And Ulez is like, and this dump is when I hit an asteroid belt. <laughs> Uh, and this scuff? Well, um, I don't really remember. It might have happened between when my, I lost my memories and my, my data and now, but it is a very impressive scuff. Your piloting must have been extraordinary to hit the asteroid with such force. It's very <laughs> impressive. It's easy to miss them. Oh, it is. Truly. They just, they flow a lot. And you really got to pinpoint that location. Uh, A2, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just got a message from Sandy that I, uh, I got to head back to my apartment. We can't. Well? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sandy seems a little spooked. Uh, so I'm gonna go 
kind of check it out. Um, I'll tell you what. Am I wrong, Ulez, in saying that you have a teleporter? Oh, you are incorrect. I have a okay. tracking device in which I can locate a individual who has the belt, which provides the teleportation. Dang, we got to get ourselves one of those belts. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what. If I see any, uh, if I see any teleportation or anything like that happen, I'll, I'll uh, message you both. Are you leaving us? I think so. I'm just going to go check out what's kind of going on at my apartment. Could we accompany you, or would you prefer to do this alone? Um... Yeah, you know what? If you all don't mind, let's do this together. I don't see any reason for us to split up. Last time we did that, it didn't go so well. <laughs> and the so, car starts at that point. And he's got like one hour with him and be like, your chariot awaits. Where are we going? <laughs> Heading home. Yeah, and it's it's a short jaunt from uh, Yard Hill back to Fort Tremble. And uh, when you get there, uh, Sandy Carp is like sitting on the stoop out front. And uh, he's just sort of like... Up, okay. Up, up. Yeah. Um, I'll look back and say, uh, all right, well, uh, I'll wander in first, but if you all want to stay maybe around the corner a little bit, um, I'll talk loudly. And if you hear me talking quietly, that's a signal to get in because I'm in over my head. Okay. I finished strapping on Sonny's buckler and nod. Um, is there any, uh, I don't mean to over detective movie this, but I like, is there like a recycling bin or anything out front before we head in? Uh, I mean, sure. There could be if you want. Sure. I just want to grab like a brown paper bag and like a box of cereal or something or some stuff to stuff into it. Ah, sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. You've got kind of a, you know, yeah. little grocery setup or something. Exactly. Um, uh, all right. Uh, head up the stairs. Round the corner, head to my apartment. Okay, and you uh, you head up a flight of stairs, and as you turn, you can see that there is somebody, and they are sort of like standing in front of your door and kind of like knocking into it. And and, and as you get closer, uh, I won't even make you roll for it. I mean, even Sandy saw it. It's like as you get closer, you can see that this person. It's like they are kind of fritzing in and out of reality like they, they kind of hit the door and then they, they disappear for a second and, and come back and and then like you know they're, they're they're like you know sort of like you know like like they're being pulled in and out of like a static etv or something like that you know uh very you know and, and then kind of they solidify and they just keep kind of trying to walk into the door and then kind of fritz a little more and walk into the door hey bud you're all right and uh as you say that um person turns and and you see the face of Harmon Keeler. <gasps> and, he, and he sort of reaches to you, but fritzes out and then kind of comes back and, 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 and reaches out to you and, 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 and fritzes out and comes back and, and doesn't say anything. Can you use your words, Harmon? And, and head shakes okay uh are you mostly here Harmon, or are you kind of between locations right now uh, not once for here not twice for you're you're between two places and uh he kind of like cocks his head to the side and uh he you know 
and, and, and he nods once. Okay, okay. Uh, well, folks, it's Harmon Keeler. And I yell that down to the end of the hall. Uh, is he dangerous? Um, Har Harmon, are you dangerous right now? And, and he kind of like cocks his head, and uh, he uh, he goes, um, uh, yeah, you. Hear sounds like you hear sounds like yeah telephone I sound like a telephone you sound like telephone two words two syllables Vion, have you finished your threat assessment? Yeah, hold up. Benny, are you good at charades? <laughs> uh, I can try to be. Uh, all right. Uh, Harmon <laughs> sounds <laughs> like two syllables. Second word. Second word sa sounds like call. No, you, <laughs> you sound like second word call. <laughs> Second word phone. I think it's second word phone. Wait, this phone sounds like phone. The word, the second word sounds like phone, but is not phone. Yeah, you. I. Sound like blank phone. No, 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 no. It's, it's. <laughs> Sorry, but I think it's I blank, and the second word is it's I blank is the second word, and it sounds like phone. I okay, phone. Uh, maybe I maybe I'm totally wrong. Phone. Here. Can you write it on on this perhaps? And I give oh, him my phone. iPhone. Chrome phone. <laughs> alone rhymes with phone. alone. You're alone. alone. No. Mm. It's okay, uh, so we're on the right track. Okay. Alone, phone, cone, don't. Don't cone? cone cone bone so close to bone clone you're a clone ah this is one of the clones this isn't Harmon. oh holy smokes you're a clone that wandered off and didn't get reabsorbed we should invite them in did you leave on purpose so okay. clones have eight you have your own agency and thought this is great i like this can we okay so you're uh do you know you're fritzing out? Yeah, okay. Uh, do you do you know if there's something we could do to anchor you a little bit? Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Do you want me to try to ghost you? That might fritz me out, but... Maybe we go hang out in the apartment. Maybe <laughs> we go inside. Yeah, you're right. Hold up. Yeah, why don't you come inside, <laughs> Harmon Clone? Yeah, and he comes in and uh, he, 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 he sees you holding out the phone to him, Cadrax, and, and he sort of tries to swipe at it, but like his, his motor skills like sort of don't seem quite specific mm -hmm. enough to hit letters. So, and, and he, and he kind of gets frustrated real fast. Uh, and, can, I make and a, get, can I get like a piece of printer paper and write letters very large on it and make like a fake Ouija board so that he can point to letters? 
to like spell things out to us? Uh, if I see you starting to do that, I would like to pull out. I, I think I have a spirit board. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. You, you've, you've got like a Ouija board? Yeah, I think so. That's less, yeah. less fine motor skills for typing than. And I mean, there's always it, an AIC on a tablet mm-hmm. in want of that. Like, we have options. Yeah. yeah. Not this guy. I so, yeah. He, oh my God, yeah, this is fantastic. Um, he, he, he goes over to the board and he, like, looks at it. Uh, and he points to H. Uh-huh. And then he drags his finger along to the E. Uh-huh. And then he drags his finger to L. Yeah, okay. And then he drags his finger to P. Yeah. Help. You need help? Oh. Who needs he help? Point, he points to you the want H. To help us. Oh, H? no. And then he drags his finger to A. Harmon. Help Harmon. Were you sent by Harmon? Oh. Truly. Well, this is very... And he points to the letter G. Okay. And he drags his oh, finger to green. R. Green uh-huh. rubs. And, and, and he points as you yeah. say green. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's very helpful. Do you know where Harmon uh, Prime is located? Any kind of... Kind of? Can you give us like a ballpark? Where did they go missing? And... He kind of goes back to the board and, and, and he points to the G. Okay. And he drags his finger to L. And he drags his finger to A. Yeah, okay. And he drags his finger to S. Yeah. And then he hits the S a bunch of times. Yeah. My brain did not make that connection. Uh, Alice, what does that mean? Glass? Yeah, glass park, it's right? It's silicate. Pretty, oh. <laughs> ah, and yes. He points to the T, and he drags his finger to O, and he drags his finger to W, and he drags his finger to E, and he drags oh, his finger facility? to R. Tower. Oh, tower. Glass tower. I am not from here. Where? Beyond, Fanny. Where is there a glass tower? Oh, that's a hell of a lot of buildings. Ah. Next to, you say, Glass Park? What was that said? Glass Park. (laughs) Glass Tower. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull out a map, and I'm just going to put it down (laughs) for our friend. Okay. And and, uh, you put down a map of Port Ruby, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he he sort of, his fingers kind of, circle above it and sort of start moving towards you know Avalon and as his finger is hovering above Avalon the air around him crackles a little and in a second boom two of those green robe figures pop in put their hands on his shoulders and pop out with him oh no (laughs) oh geez look at that I check my tracker. Okay, um, make an intellect roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking me to do something. I am good at 10. 
10. Okay. The, uh, the directional locator kind of starts to spin, and then there's like a little arrow, kind of like a compass, and it points northeast. We, we must go. Yeah, we go. Let's do it. All right. Everybody make a coordination roll. Oh, boy. That's okay. The one I'm not That's a seven for me. Seven, seven. as well. Seven. Seven. Twelve. <laughs> okay. Sorry, eleven. Sure. Eleven. Eleven. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, sure. Resurrection agrees with me, okay? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Kadrax, you you're you're getting good at that biped stuff because you take off like a track star and you're just like, you know, just over the stair balcony, just down through. You're like, you know, 15 feet ahead of everybody. Uh and and, and you're just like blasting down the sidewalk. Um, and uh, this means essentially from the northwest corner, you're, you're going to have to like go like around the corner and, you know, sort of back to the, you know, sort of diametrically opposite corner of the block. And um, you you run down the block and uh, you start running, you know, you, you, you turn right. And uh, as you start running up the block, you see there is sort of parked um, just on the corner there uh, uh, next to a couple of buildings. Um, there's like a sort of large white van and you can actually see the robed figures like holding Harmon Keeler in and there's somebody else kind of standing there, you know, with them. Um, uh, you can only see the back of a guy in a suit and uh, the robed figures sort of, you know, like tap and point as they see you running down the sidewalk and uh, um, you, you are possibly a little surprised when that figure turns around and you see the face of Agent Steve helping load Harmon Keeler into the van. No! I'd like to make a complex task roll. Sure. What would you like to do? Uh, and I'll Curtis say the three Haber of special. you are coming up behind. You, you want to do a? Uh, the Curtis Haber special to their van. Okay. Tell you what. Make a complex task. No, um... Do me a favor, make a coordination roll. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Ooh, naughty, naughty, Steve. I, okay. Mmm. Uh, seven. Not great. Not great, Bob. Before you can do anything, Steve reaches in his jacket and clicks something. And when you go to use your powers, nothing happens. Hi, Steve. And, and Steve, as I would say, the three of you are now, you know, you have caught up to Cadrax and, and Steve sort of looks up at you and he says, you know, you wanted to know if we had portable nullification technology? Well, turns out we do. And uh, the three of them pull out guns and point them at you as Steve says, uh, power belongs to the powerful. No. Uh, friends, may I request that you close your eyes? <laughs> that is going to get bright. Request granted. And I, I turn my back. Um, 
I want to use my light blast with the light blast effect, and I will use it like a, as a, like a stunt. I think that's how we did that when we add an extra effect on top of um, uh, moves, because it's always its maximum um, at all times. Um, and I will use my last point of determination to try and hit all of them with this like uh, almost like uh, Kamehameha wave of just like pure light energy. Okay, you get in the position and you try and give off your light blast, but nothing happens. Oh, I just keep walking forward. And Joke's on you. I don't running. like using my powers anyways. <laughs> and he fires a shot into the ground at your feet. It's like, just, just, just stop. Just I stop. Take, I don't want to have to kill anybody right here I take in the middle of the street. I take another step forward. You take another step? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm hoping this will, I'm hoping I'm buying time for my friends, but I'm going to be a big and obnoxious young adult, and I'm mad at him right now. I don't Make like a coordination to be betrayed. Yeah. Oh boy, this could go very badly. Hi, everybody. <laughs> please, please not again. Please. Oh boy. Really not great. <laughs> Hopefully I'm holding his attention. Uh, five. Five. Um, oof. Yeah, oh, it's man. bad. He was bad. <laughs> As you take another step, he points his gun down and he shoots you in the leg. Oh. Benny, no. um, I am going to take yeah. off. Um, oof, you have, okay, your stamina is 10. Uh, I'm going to put you down to six for that. I got cocky. It's um, fine. And you fall to the ground, and he's just like, just, just, just stop, just stop, okay? But why should we? So that you don't get killed. You wanted us to trust you before, and so far, nothing you've said has added up. So why should we trust you now? Well, I'm not he's asking on, you like, to trust on me. <laughs> I'm giving you an order now. Doesn't matter if you trust in me anymore. Trust that I will kill you if you don't do what I say. <sighs> yeah, all you throw that word around. And I'd like to close. <laughs> what? I say all in a daze. And uh, I'd like to close. Um, you're going to try. Always get and... inside the effective range of a weapon. Okay. That's what um... I was trying to do. <laughs> extremely, extremely yeah. uh, specific yeah. on that particular point. Uh, I while... would not like to walk step by step, though. I would like to move yeah. with alacrity. Okay, make a coordination roll. Uh, Absolutely. Actually, Make an initiative roll. Everybody roll initiative at this point. Ah. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Nine. Nine. Mm. <laughs> Five. Eight. Same. Eight. Okay, Kadrax, you go first. Um, make a coordination roll uh, mm -hmm. to close the distance. You are about, I don't know, 15 feet away or so. I can find get? my way. <laughs> I can close the distance. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's an 11 from me, bro. Yes. Okay. Um, you go running towards... What are you going running towards? Steve or one of the others? All three have guns, and all three have guns pointed in your direction. I mean, or in the general mm. direction of the four of you. Uh, I am... Uh, where are the three of all of them in relation to the driver's seat of the car? 
the three of them, like let's say you are looking at the back of the van, you right. know, and the three. If of I think them one of them makes a break for the driver's seat, who do I go for? Please say it's Steve. Um, well, they're all just kind of standing with guns out. Nobody's making a break for it, as far as you can tell. Right. I haven't yet broken their spirit. Good. Fine. If there isn't a particular target on that basis, I'll go for the traitor. I find myself strangely disfavorable toward them today. Okay. Um, you go running towards them. Uh, you mm-hmm. said you got an 11? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you... That that is a that is a moderate success. Um, mm-hmm. You go running up towards Steve. What are you doing? You're throwing a punch. You're what? Uh, I want to intro. Uh, I want to introduce a. a star coral plasium buckler to his face i is it the tactically optimal with respect to the gun i'm not sure but i i i want to hit him in the face okay i want to hit this traitor in the face who just shot my friend no yeah okay prowess yeah (laughs) okay i'll take it i'll take it uh 11. 11. Um, Okay, so that is a... That is a moderate success. Mm -hmm. Um, So your your buckler's seven. Uh, So you do three damage to Steve. Ooh, does he have resistance up? Naughty, naughty. Um, And while you... You hit him, he, you know, he feels that and just goes, you know, uh, just falls back a little bit onto the van and, and, and you know, kind of clutches his face where you hit him, you know, and he's like, ah, God damn it. And uh, while you were there, um, one of the monks behind you uh, grabs you on the shoulders, hits their belt, and you disappear and they teleport you back about 50 feet on the street away from the scene. And then they go running for it. Um, that brings up uh, who got the eight? Okay, Vion, you next. Um, Rick, what's this car made of? Uh, this car is made of steel. It is not a bard, unfortunately. Uh, well, <laughs> damn, that really does suck. Uh, Those tires sure aren't. Ex- I was just about to say. <laughs> The whole thing's not, right? I would like to run up to the side of their van and pull out a credit card from my wallet, which I have on me. And I would like to phase that into one of the tires and then unphase it. Okay. Uh, Make a coordination roll. Okay. Come on. Oh, my God. Five. Five. Uh, In the hustle and bustle of stuff, you go and you kind of swipe by it and you stick your credit card. You phase it kind of in. 
but it doesn't seem to have any effect. It just sort of seems to be like kind of trapped at like the very edge of the rubber. Um, like like you, you successfully got it like into the tread, but apparently not deep enough to actually, you know, okay. disrupt okay. the, you know, the, the radial or whatever it is. Um, and uh, that brings up Steve. And the first thing Steve does is he, he leans into his collar and he's just like, back up. Uh, and, uh, as he says that, um, you can see like car doors start to open elsewhere on the street and other agents start to pop out, uh, and head your way. Um, Steve, uh, at that point, um, pulls his gun back out and, 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 and he points it down at Benny again. And he's just kind of like, he's like, just stop right now. I will kill her right here. Okay, so you just want us to stop? Yeah, that's a good start. Okay. I mean, you have us at a very severe disadvantage, so you're just going to get back in the van, just drive back, we keep doing our stuff. And, and he kind of rubbed his lip and he's like, no, I think it's a little late for that. This is going to require something a little more drastic now. Hmm. I think I'm going to need you to come back with me. Just me or all of us? It's like all of you. And uh, as you are thinking about it, you hear a car engine roar to life somewhere off to your side. And, and suddenly you hear like you know the sound of like tires peeling out and uh as you look to your right there is an alleyway between two buildings and through the alleyway comes this van coming towards you um and it kind of skids out as it comes out of the alley and you know kind of fishtails and knocks immediately one of you know those you know green robed figures down and as the green robed figure falls down its hood comes off um and you can see that underneath you know it's got this like you know this person is wearing this black mask you know that that kind of you know exposes their eyes um and uh that that person just you know goes splice flat down on the concrete and the van kind of pulls up next to it and and the back flies open um like the side door and a head leans out the window and uh there's a guy leaning out the window and if uh i had to cast him i would say he's uh sung kang um mm. from fast and the furious and he leans out and he goes come on come on come with me if you want to live <laughs> i it's all I, the convincing i need <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll open one of the doors. I won't jump in yet, though. Like, I'm going to open, like, the side... Because it's a van, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So, so I open that, up the that, side door. That back door, right, like, all sort of auto-opened as he, you know, kind of came in front, front of you. So you can see inside the van, there does not seem to be anyone else in there. Uh, and I... I, I, uh, I open the door, and then... Ooh. What I would like to do... Man, there's a bunch of... Okay. You know what I'd like to do really quickly? Because Benny's been shot. We're kind of scattered. I would like to run up and quickly to the van. I would like to just um, post-cog the van. I don't care what happens. I just need a post-cog. Oh. Sure. Uh, make a post-cog roll. Okay. Ooh. 
great. Eight. Eight? And I'm broadcasting. Okay. Um, for an eight... You you hit hit it and 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 you see yourself you are you're you know suddenly you're 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 in a the garage part of what looks like a kind of a car rental agency or something and you see this guy the one who just you know uh, stuck his head out the window at you uh, and he's sitting there and like you know he he's at a counter as somebody's like filling out paperwork and he's like looking at his watch he's like come on come on come on come on come on come on I don't have all day come on great in all that commotion I've run over to Benny. Um, and I've recorporealized, I've knelt down and I'm trying to, and I'm, I'm helping Benny up. Yeah. And the guy's just like, come on, hurry. And like, he leans out the other window and like, he's got a gun and he starts just firing randomly in the direction of the van. Um, and then he looks the other way and sees those other agents coming up the block at him. And he's like, move. Where's the doc? We haven't seen you since you got shunted 50 feet away. I don't know where you went. <laughs> yeah, you're about 50 feet down the block, Cadrax, as you see uh, your three friends climb into this van, uh, and the van sort of starts taking off. Uh, like, you know, like it's, it's sort of moving slowly. What What do you do? Uh, sorry, before Ulez oh, yeah. get in, um, we have the two smoke bombs left. Um, Ooh. And Ulez would like to throw them in two different directions to kind of cover up our location. Oh! Make a coordination roll. Yeah, yeah. Been waiting so long to use these. Okay, that's a decent that's roll. Great. And, and to clear... Oh. Go for it. I was going to say, to clarify, I would like to create the condition of, like, confused for all the uh, green folk because I just want to broadcast whatever image is coming out of the van just so we can get like an easy like getaway. Okay. Uh, what did you get on your post-cog roll? You got an eight? Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. Yes. Okay. I'll say that that creates it with no activates. Okay. Or no free activates. You know what I mean? Good, good, got it, got it, got it. Um, so what did you get on your coordination roll to throw smoke bombs? Nine. Okay. Yeah, exactly what you want. It like it throws on either side and like this sort of cloud of smoke envelops the van. You can hear some of like uh, the green robe figures and Steve like kind of coughing. Um, and, uh, uh, and, 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 and then you get in. Yeah. Tires start to spin and the van sort of starts taking off. Cadrax, what are you doing? Uh, what is the position of, at this point, the van and the green robe who showed their back to me? Uh, the green robe who showed their back to you is kind of like running down the street still. He's, I don't know, this is all happening very fast, you know. So let's say he's like 25, 30 feet away from you, but Are still not back Are they opposite directions? Like, do I have to pick or is this uh, a bundle menu? No, this is kind of a bundle menu. Like you are, you know, let's say you are at, you know, one end of the block now and the green robe guy deposited you all the way far away. So now he's running back towards the van. I like my conditioning in this test. Uh, you know, just relatively speaking, one of us trained for four. Um, so I am going to go as fast as I can toward him and the fan, uh, and I'll have Baton out. Okay. See if I can uh, uh, pass him. Fast as you can, huh? Um, you start 
running towards him, trying to catch up, pushing yourself as hard as you can. And you're running, you're running, and it's running so fast. All of a sudden, it, it, it doesn't even, you're going so fast, it feels like your feet aren't even touching the ground. And, and, and you sort of look down and you see that your feet actually aren't even touching the ground as you lift off and fly after him. Cadrax, you now have flight level two. I like my odds even better now. <laughs> uh, does that mean that I can just whoosh this poor, like the goal here, honestly, a little bit just to pants this guy and get the belt off him? I love it. Uh, you gotta make a coordination roll to try and do that. Absolutely. Can I add my flight? <laughs> to your oh, no, no, no. I have a power skill for that. No. Yeah. Um, no, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I have, the, I have the specialty. This works fine. <sighs> I'm new at flying. This is what we have to remember. Uh, seven. <laughs> Seven. Yeah, uh, I'll say is that like, you know, you sort of swoop by him and, and you, you you manage to get your hand on the belt, um, which is kind of like around the outside of his mm -hmm. robe. Uh, but like you can't kind of like pull it off of him and instead you kind of just like pull it and he kind of just like, you know, goes flying, you know, as he's as you pick him up for a second, he loses his footing and then falls just like flat on his face. Oh, then whole man disposal services. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, but I'll, I'll prioritize getting in the van and being nominally well behaved. Sure. And the three of you are watching as you see Cadrax fly into the open door of the van. Hi. Very cool. Yes. Singer properties. Legends didn't say anything about this. Ah. I, um... Yeah, you know, hold it once. I got, yeah, I got a, uh, but first, uh, and I like to turn to our driver. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 thanks. And uh, who are you? Uh, he hits a button and like the door sort of slides shut, you know, it's like an auto door, you know, and a thing. And uh, he, he kind of peels out. He's like, one second. Uh, and, you know, he, he's like the van just going real fast as he just like tries to like avoid traffic and pedestrians <laughs> and stuff like that. And he zips around and he's just kind of like, <sighs> Won't be long till they're on our tail, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm Henry, Henry Park. Nice to meet you. Um, you must be Theon Vigor, Benny Beckett, Ulez Galley, and Cadrax. Do I have that right? We greet you. I greet you too. Yeah. Um, how did you know to get us? Well, that's... A very, very, very long story. And okay. uh, I am going to take you to a person who can probably tell it a lot better than I can. Um, and uh, he zips through traffic. And, uh, well, let's say you drive uh, over the Gene Greco Bridge into Avalon and uh, down into, uh, let's say, Ruby Village. Okay. And uh, he takes you to uh, a fairly large building where you drive underground into a parking garage and uh, he parks the van and he's like, Whew. all right, everybody okay? 
I will say, as soon as we were out of sight from the green robes, Benny just goes, oh, ow, God, ow, like. (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay, Um, you know what, I should have given you an opportunity to do that. Let's say we're still en route um, before we get to the parking garage. Yeah, Benny. Oh, God. I was cocky. I know I was being cocky, but I don't know if it helped at all. It maybe it wasn't worth it. And she's got her leg up <laughs> in the seat. Only you can decide if that was worth it, but let's see if we can alleviate Whoa. the worst of it. Thanks. Vion? Do you remember oh, the airway blockage? Yeah, yeah. We want we want to pull a bullet out. That would be and imprudent. Ulaz, you remember the overpass. Correct. I require assistance, but we can make this work. I will supply. Okay. I'm just going to close my eyes. It'll be fine. I'm good. I trust you guys. This is fine. She's going to lay back and close her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vion, uh, your part is free. Uh, Same thing you did with the truck driver. You're going to phase Benny so that the bullet just falls out the back of her leg. Um, And yeah, that works. Benny, you feel yourself kind of ghost out. Uh, You felt this before during training and other other moments. And uh, you just hear a little clink as, uh, you know, a little uh, slug falls out of your leg and uh, hits, you know, the metal floor of the van. And uh, you don't feel much difference, you know, with it gone. It's still kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, leg feels on fire. Um, We'll say that this is up in, you know, your hip, let's say. Oh, God. Oh, 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 bad. Oh, I'm so glad we don't have to resort to human medicine here. <sighs> we have something far more advanced. And <laughs> okay, make your healing roll. Oh gosh. All right, I will take Hadrax's hand. And what is that plus five? Uh, eh, seven. Seven. Um. Oh. Okay, that is going to be a marginal success. So what I'll say is the wound closes. It still hurts a lot. You don't get any stamina back, but Cadrax, you lose uh, two stamina. So it takes two stamina from you to close the wound, but Benny does not get the benefit of that. It just closes her wound. Cadrax was the one who who you were taking it from, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. Can you uh, can you do it multiple times in a row? I yeah. could try, yes. Uh, yeah, actually, I believe, if I am not mistaken, you can spend a point of determination to make a determined effort to try again. Yes, yes. We can try again later if you want. Like, it doesn't have to be now in the car. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, I got health to spare. <laughs> okay. If we don't mind using a community point of determination. Uh, I acquired a point of determination earlier today. Oh, well, great. Are Look you at sure? That. <laughs> I don't have any to give you. Right, I'm going to give you determination anyways. <laughs> Ulez, you're using your only point of determination. That brings everybody down to zero, and the team has one oh, community God. point. So, uh, really, we don't get ourselves role. in enough trouble. That's oh, what you have truly, to remember. Yeah. Yeah. This is us not getting in enough trouble. Oh, I should have, yeah. I should have invoked, I should have invoked so quality to keep walking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you got <laughs> hit in the hip for it. Did. That, that's on me too. I'm supposed to give you troubles. I even have a little reminder to myself, like taped uh, to my desk here that says, give them troubles. And I just, you know, okay. I just don't look down there during the game, which is the problem. I was doing, um, I was doing stupid things on purpose and I forgot to say that it could have been a trouble. So that is also on me. <laughs> if you can't make your own trouble, Stormbot is fine. The Stormbot is fine. Yeah, that's good. Um, Ulez, make your healing roll. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you, six. Um, 11. 11. Okay, that'll get the job done. Vion, 
Okay, that is a that is a major success. Dion, I'm going to say you lose three, bringing you down to four. Oof. And Benny, uh, you gain three, bringing you up to nine. And yeah, y'all, pain, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the pain goes away uh, for the most part. It's like cool. it's a little stiff. You can definitely feel the spot where you got yeah. shot. And there's a little scar left behind, but you are no longer in, in, in pain of being shot. You know, when I was a kid and I would watch like action movies and stuff, I used to think that like if I ever did become doing superhero stuff that like, I could never cauterize a wound for myself. So this is way cooler. Yeah, ah. and, and Henry in the front seat is just like, yeah, damn right, that's cool. <laughs> Watching us in the rearview mirror, I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, like, thanks, guys. I'm not really into action movies myself, but... Uh, uh, and, what kind uh, of movies are you into, Henry? I don't know. Uh, I don't like, you know, not into that car chase stuff. And uh, yeah, okay. as he uh, pulls the car in... Um, comes to an end he uh, you know he he, he turns off the, the engine and uh, he's like all right we're here and he hits a button and the, the door slides open and you're in a parking garage and he's like follow me okay and, uh, he leads you through the parking garage to an elevator he hits the door on button on the elevator later doors open you go inside he uh, hits uh, floor eight and uh, the elevator doors close goes up wait doors open yeah this isn't like where we are isn't like this is just another building on floor eight this isn't the same one that me and Willis went to the other day yesterday oh, no, no, no. okay no, that was that was that was all the way in uh northern avalon just you are now in uh, sure. ruby village in southern uh, avalon in fact if jake if you want to put the map for like a minute i think uh, ruby village is on that map um but uh yeah you are you know essentially in you know what would be the equivalent to like greenwich village or something like that um and uh yeah from dalen uh, no, you are actually in Dalen's neighborhood. Um, but, uh, and also the same neighborhood, uh, that the Enlightenists, uh, headquarters was in. Um, oh but, my you God. Know, the and the Bodega Cat. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Ruby Village right there. Uh, no, you had, yep. There we go. Um, and, uh, yep. Uh, that, uh, right there is Ruby Village on the map. And, uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a big neighborhood. So it's like, yes, Dalen's in this neighborhood and the Enlightenists are, but it's like, you know, this is like Greenwich Village. It's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of large. Um, so the doors open and Sam, and, uh, the doors open and I see you making faces and, uh, um, you find yourself in, you know, uh, a hallway and he's like this way and you walk down the hallway and, uh, the hallway has no doors except for one all the way at the end and you get to the end and, uh, he unlocks the door, uh, and then he's got like a sort of swipey pass card thing and he swipes the card and, you know, buzz and the door opens and uh you walk into uh what is like a little waiting room and uh he uh he he, he you know he's like hang out here a sec and he goes and there's another door on the other side of the room and he he opens it and pokes his head and he's like they're here you want to uh okay he's like come on in and uh you walk in the room and when you walk in, you find yourself in an office with no windows. There's a desk and you know, a couple of bookshelves and filing cabinets. And uh, sitting behind the desk, there is a woman. I would say she is played by Meryl Streep. And uh, she, please come in, come in. Um, my name is Lila Pendry. Uh, 
think you already met Henry Park. And uh, I do believe you know the Major. And uh, you turn around and sitting in the corner is Major Bruce Buck, who's sitting in a chair and kind of waves uneasily at you. And Lila says, uh, I think we can provide the answers you're looking for. Welcome to Project 5. You want to have a seat? And uh, there, are, there are a couple of open chairs. Um, you want to sit? Yeah, thank you. Slowly. Are there really just a couple, or are there enough for for? I'll say there's for enough for everybody. Family. Bunch okay. of folding chairs put out for I'm you. happy sitting next to dog on the ground. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> okay, if you want to do that, sure. Um, you're on the ground with dog. Uh, there are folding chairs for the rest of you, and uh, Major Buck is just sitting on the corner, you know, in sort of, a again, a folding chair. I'll and open up a chair for Ulez, just in case... Uh, you haven't seen a folding chair before. <laughs> Never. So that's very kind of you. <laughs> and uh, Lila says, this is a bit of a long story. Um, yes, we'll need to know what happened to the first four. We'll get there. Uh, it all started in the late 17th century in a town called Deer Cove. A man named Nathaniel Stoughton discovered the existence of people with superpowers. And he perceived them to be a threat to what uh, he considered the natural order of things. Namely, that power belonged to the powerful. She kind of rolls her eyes. So he founded an organization that he called uh, the Solidarity of Man. And he set out to extinguish people with superpowers. But in 1674, Stoughton was given a prophecy. A woman with the power of precognition saw light and thunder, fire and spirit, the end of him. Now, Stoughton knew that prophecies could be tricky, so he resolved to be ready to prevent it from coming to pass. He took his solidarity underground, and he began to convert them into something else, something that could be seen in the light of day. Now, he died of old age before his project was completed, but others took over the reins. And when the organization next emerged, they were calling themselves the Division of the Supernatural, and they were offering their services to George Washington during the American Revolution itself. And then Henry jumps in, and he's like, and with the resources of the government behind them, they exhaustively sought out supernatural, superpowered individuals everywhere, or, or what they had started taking to calling extra normals. See, they, they enlisted those individuals on missions for the revolution. And, and after the war, Washington made them an official, albeit top secret agency of the U.S. government. And within a few decades, they had started calling themselves the Office of Extra Normal Defense, or END. And over the next 200 years, they continued using people with superpowers to run missions for the government. Good people who had no idea what was going on with End or what it really was. But End's true purpose was always to study those people. See, 
they never forgot about the prophecy. They never forgot about the light and the thunder and the fire and the spirit. And they guessed somewhere along the lines that those four forces were themselves extra normals. And they were looking for them. They operated quietly, but over the years, a handful of operatives from other agencies picked up on them. I learned of end while I was working for the FBI. Lila was in the NSA. And in time, five of us found each other and shared our concerns. And that's when we began to work against them. Uh, Jake, you can probably get down the map now. Um, and then Lila jumps back in. She says, we eventually learned that anyone with superpowers that End couldn't use was abducted and locked up in a prison that they call the Glass Tower. Two members of Project 5 actually gave their lives for that information. The three of us are all that's left. We also determined their greater objectives. And, and when we knew enough, we resolved to find the light and the thunder and the fire and the spirit before they did. When we found out about the four of you last month, and, and she reaches up to her desk and pulls out a picture of the four of you at a construction site, saving a construction worker, which you remember from the first episode. She says, well, when we found out about you, we knew the battle was coming to a head, but we didn't know what to do because one thing Stoughton was certainly right about is that prophecies can be very tricky things. So we kept an eye on end and we kept an eye on you. And when the major saw who approached you, well, and Henry holds up a picture of Steve and he says, this man is Stephen Nathaniel Stoughton, a direct descendant of the guy who started all of this. And he is incredibly dangerous. And Bruce Buck kind of gets out of his chair and he says, sorry, I couldn't tell you all this sooner. I, I know I owe you some explanations. See, I trapped your friend, and, and he points to, to Ulez, the one like you, Ulez. I trapped them down in the sub sewer because I knew if N got them, it would be very, very bad. I managed to secure their ship on a military base, but a couple of days ago, and they took it from me. Oh. They, they had never been that aggressive before, so I knew things that were I knew things were escalating now. And when I found out that they were making a move on the evidence against Vion in that California murder investigation, I knew I couldn't let it fall into their hands. You, you don't want people like that stuff, something like that, on you. So I made my move, and I used military personnel to do it, which means I really unzipped my fly there. They know we're at war now. Look, the bottom line is, when we first met, I promised you I would do everything in my power to keep the five of you together. And I still intend to keep that promise. And Lila says, Major, I 
I think it's time we take the light and the thunder and the fire and the spirit to the glass tower and put an end to end. And Bruce Buck looks at you and he says, yeah, what do you say? I mean, you'll understand if we are not so quick to trust currently, but... It's like, it's probably wise. And he uh, sits down in his chair again, and Lila says, uh, you must have some questions. Ask away. Why did you threaten Marula's galley? Who are you asking, Lila or the Major? The Major. He says, oh, I didn't threaten them. I just, unlike End, I can't operate with impunity. Whatever I do has to be cleared through the military or else I'm sticking my neck out, losing my commission. And I had to thread the needle between protecting you from End and doing my duty. So I was hoping to take you all into custody and tell you about all this before and got a hold of you. That's why I was bringing you into custody that day at that site in Baronsdale. But then Stoughton showed up. He pulled rank on me. There was nothing I could do at that point. This will cross their arms kind of like stubbornly very well. If you want, you can make a willpower roll and see if you can read him as telling the truth or not. Yeah. Oh, sure. dear. I, I rolled a one. Um, you rolled a one? Yes. Yeah, so a four total? Looks like you're using my die today. Uh, <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me let me find Bruce Buck's sheet. Do, 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 do. I got a lot of NPC sheets. Right sheets now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Folder's getting very thick. Um, I can think of a couple character sheets would be happy to send out for you, Rick. Uh, okay, you got, what was your total? Four. Four. As far as you can tell, he's telling the truth. Okay. They'll still be yeah, up, cross their arms and like sit there pouting. Other than institutional rancor, what motivates the three of you against N? And Lila sits back and she says, honestly, fear, deep-seated fear. When somebody, when somebody like a Stoughton, like Nathaniel Stoughton, like Stephen Stoughton starts to accumulate power, it's dangerous for everybody. For us, well, at first, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be naive. You, I was NSA, he's FBI, the majors with the military. We, we've done our fair share of things we're not proud of, but there's villainy, and then there's what End is doing. I don't know what goes on inside the walls of the glass tower, but I can assure you it is not good for the people that they call extra normals. Do they perform your human executions? That is a possibility. 
See, the fact is, End has been manipulating extra normals to their ends for as long as this government goes back. We can't, even we can't be sure quite how far their reach extends. They have contacts in other governments, in other countries. I don't want to say that they're planning world domination, but when your motto is power belongs to the powerful, well, frankly, I don't know how many powerful people you all know, but I'll tell you right now, they don't tend to be the greatest sort. And Henry jumps in and he says, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. I was just going to ask, so where exactly do we come in? What do you need us to do? Well, and yeah, Henry says, uh, what do we need you to do? Well, that's the funny thing, because prophecies are tricky. We don't know what we need you to do. We need you to fulfill the prophecy. And for us, we assume that leads to the glass tower and ends headquarters. And whatever they have going on in there, I want the four of you to come in with me and with the major and try and close that place down. And we're hoping by shutting that place down, we shut them down from top to bottom. I want to bring in Steve Stout and I want to prosecute him. It's not personal for Lila. She just, she, and and she jumps in and she's like, I'm just a cynic towards powerful people. (laughs) And, and, and says, it's not personal for the major. And he's just like, I'm just an old fashioned uh, military guy who believes in fighting for those who can't fight for themselves. And, And Henry says, but it's personal for me. I have a sister who disappeared a long time ago. And I believe that she was extra normal. And I am hoping that she is still somewhere in that glass tower. If she is, I want to rescue her. And if she's not, well, I want to bring the people who took my sister to justice. All right, well, I'm in. I do want to get a read on the um, the genuineness of like with that at like the the <laughs> sure. why they're uh, in it like are like is that I just you can make a willpower roll against Henry uh, yeah I think they all spoke so you can actually make spoke, a willpower yeah. roll against all of them uh, what's your willpower Benny you are six six okay um, yeah. so why don't you make one roll and I'll just apply it against all three Ugh. dice What'd are not doing well for me today seven. Seven. All right. Well, lucky for you, my guys are not doing well for me today either. Um, So what I will say is you you do sort of sense honesty coming from these people. Um, They seem sort of ernst and Henry himself, you know, he's got a tiredness in his eyes that kind of tells you, you know, this, this guy, you know, He's really working, you know. He he he's putting all of his emotion into this, you know. He is he he he's not fooling with you. Anybody else want to try and read them? 
Not yet, necessarily. I do want to ask them a question. Sure. If we are successful, if we bring about the prophecy, what then? What guarantees can you make for our safety and the safety of the people whom we rescue? If you know the name you called me, you know some particular circumstances and the care that would have to be taken for people in similar ones. Who are you directing it to? Lila or the major or who? Or just the uh, room in general? I'd say the room in general, but I do know Cadrex probably does have an eye toward authority, like just trying to read the who's the senior officer kind of vibe. I feel intuitively that that is Meryl Streep. Um, Always a good bet. Uh, <laughs> but I'm willing if I see the eye lines going otherwise, I just I know that they won't because Meryl Streep's nah, in the room. I won't make your roll for that. Yeah, you, you get the feeling that Elila is, you know, sort of the top in here. And um, she uh, she sort of says to you, um, well, I'll be honest with you. We are not an official agency of the government or anything like that. I... I don't necessarily have the power to make or keep promises as far as big elaborate uh, programs or um, machinations of the government. But what I can say is this, our goal is to give all those people inside the glass tower, whoever is left, self-determination. We believe in the democratization of power. We do not believe power belongs to the powerful. It belongs out there in the world, in the hands of the people. And as much as End would like to convince extra normals that being known to the world is some sort of threat to them, we think it's time for extra normals, or let's just say people with superpowers, to make that decision for themselves. Then don't give me the unreliable word of your institution. Give me your oath. As people. And, uh, she says, I swear to you, there is nothing in this life I want more than to destroy and, and undo all the harm that they have done. And Henry says, well, you already know I have a personal stake. And the major says, enough's enough. You want my, you want my word as a, as an old soldier? And he kind of puts his hand on his heart and he raises his hand like he's, you know, he's like, I swear, I'm in this to help you and everyone like you. then I'm ready to bring the thunder. I, we, I have to rescue Ulez Galley, Tulez, as they were designated 
And they have their ship. That is unacceptable. They also have Declan Eklund, and he possesses the ability to take my ship apart and look at it and use the pieces inside for his own terrible machinations. And if they're using all of that against them, then I... I will provide the light. Bruce Buck looks at you and he says, it's partially my fault that your friend and your ship are there. Yes. I promise you, I promise, I swear on my life, I will do everything I can to We get do not want back. your life. Will you swear upon your pinky? Oh, oh my God, I love you, B. Um, and uh, he, he's like, my pinky. Correct. This is an earth tradition, and I am rather fond of it. And if you promise to truly protect us, if you are truly regretful of your actions, then you will promise. And, and Buck looks over at Henry, like, kind of curiously, and Henry's like, you get to pinky swear, you know? Like, and, and, and he's like, oh, sorry, it's been a long time since I was a kid. And he reaches out with his pinky, and he, like, hooks your pinky, and he's like, I swear. And he pulls it back. We thank you. Well, if you're interested in justice, you got the spirit. I mean, I can always bring the fire. <laughs> and they all look at each other and they all kind of nod and they're like, all right. Seven of us against a few hundred of them. We're going to need a plan and we're going to need some preparations. And the major says, I think we've got some goodies we can outfit you with. And on that, we will find out what he's got next week. Oh my god, I can't believe we made it here. Oh, so much heck. <laughs> Holy moly, y'all. Wow. <laughs> I love the pinky swear. Oh my God, B, you are the best. I mean, blame Benny. Most people. <laughs> Benny oh was just God. kind of being a little shit, but like, I'm glad that it took off. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, thank you for sitting for all that expedition. Um, I, I, this, was, this was great. Oh my God, Cadrex, it's so good to have you back. Uh, and thank you, everybody. Uh, oh, my God. Um, yeah, sorry, this one came in a little bit short, but we'll make it up to you next week. Um, uh, why don't we go through uh, the, the goodbyes? Uh, let's start with uh, Omar Najam. Sure. Uh, hi, I'm Omar Najam. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. And on Mondays on our Discord, I am throwing up a chapter a week of Vion's uh, uh, book, uh it's so good history. thank you thank you uh it will make sense uh <laughs> at some point but i will say this is kind of tracking with the season so if you want to catch up uh this is almost in itself tomorrow will be a part one of a two-part finale for the book it won't end the book but that'll just be a little thing so uh so check that out and then on saturdays our friend librarian liz uh, uh does a reading over on twitch so please please check that out it's 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 wonder i i have no words uh, it's it's just absolutely the best, and it's my favorite weekend tradition that I have right now. So that's pretty much it reading, for me. 
Liz's readings are so great, and the book is so great. It's like Dennis Lehane meets Sue Grafton, like if they were both oh like God. super nerds, you know. Like, I mean, there's a kind of thing I would read if I if I had never heard of this show, you know. It's like you you should be writing real books, man. Thank um, you. I have great uh, news for you right now. It's almost like there it is. <laughs> and yes, I have great no, news sorry, about who's about to write the blurb for the back cover. <laughs> we got that, that on. That's on VOD, right? Because we're gonna, we're going to transcribe that later. <laughs> uh, Caitlin Bruder. Hi, everybody. I'm Caitlin Bruder. Um, you can find me on Twitter at KKAMAPR to find all the things that I'm doing. Um, if you like tabletop RPG things, you can catch us uh, over on Rule of Lore on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific for Infinite Horizon, which is our superhero sci-fi spacefaring cypher system game. It's a good time. Um, and that's, I think, all I have going on right now. Be oh, Zelda. I've got too much going on. <laughs> Um, wow, that's a change of pace. <laughs> Let's start small. Uh, starting Mondays, I might be recording a new podcast. Uh, stay tuned for those information. Um, every other Monday, we release episodes of The Broadswords. It's a D&D podcast. We're coming to a close in our season finale. On Tuesdays, I run Indie Showcase on the World 20 channel. This week, I'm going to be playing uh, Zwahander. Uh, with a, a castmate in here, a face you might recognize. So please, oh please, if you love us, you should definitely go peek that. On Thursdays, I'm recording an episode of Chimera, which is a uh, homebrew game uh, where, oh God, I think I have an octopus on my head. It's a new game. I'm still working that one out. Uh, and then on Fridays, I play a red panda who is also a bear in space. Um, and my name is Nebula and I break everything and everyone. On Saturdays, it's I do podcast recordings with anybody who wants me on their podcast. On Sundays, I record uh, some D&D with Kobold Press. This week, we'll be doing uh, something for GaryCon. And then right after, I'm right here. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at B underscore Zelda. And, and you thought they were just role-playing when they said they never sleep. Oh. Um, <laughs> and... Ah, it's so nice to have you back in the fold and alive and kicking again. Sammy Lev. Also, I have terrible news about the kicking, Rick Bud. But I am Sam DeLev. I, I am a problem I never have. Uh, I did it again. I've been playing Cadrax Eversinger back and better than ever. Uh, and you can find me as a role-playing performer and variety streamer throughout the Twitcher net. My schedule's on uh, my Twitch about page, twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. Uh, if you want to catch all of the specials and one-offs, including this week's Indie Showcase, I'm so excited for uh, that information is all up on my twitter at tchaikovsky c-h-a-i-k-o-v-s-k-y i would like to extend special thanks uh to rick bud who will still be hearing from my feels lawyers and of course to dazzler voice of dog oh dazzler the true star of the show um I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter at rbud913 and uh, Instagram on rbud913, or you can follow the show at uh, PowerPlayRPG on Twitter or Instagram. I will be back here next week for the season two finale of PowerPlay. I honestly cannot believe it. It's like, feel like we've been playing the show for five minutes, but here we are at the season two finale. Um, uh, 
not ready to drop a date for season three yet. I tell you right now, there will be a season three. Uh, everybody's coming back. Um, what I can tell you, if you want to pencil it in on your calendar, um, April 25th, Vampire Hunters of Port Ruby. Uh, I owe you that game from Operation Nazi Puncher. It will be on April 25th, and I'll have some more announcements to make about what the cast is going to look like for, for Vampire Hunters. Like, you know Gina DeVivo is going to be in it, um, and uh, we'll have some other cool folks. And... Um, uh, and I guess that is it. Uh, and on that, the theater goes dark. And we are in Michigan in the present day. And we are on a farm owned by Lola and Eileen Beckett, the farm that Benny grew up on, as a matter of fact. And uh, I would say Lola is played by Jodie Foster. And Eileen is played by uh, Helena Bonham Carter. And uh, they sit on the porch of the farmhouse. Lola is reading a newspaper. Eileen is scrolling through her phone. And she says, well, maybe we just fly out there. And Lola says, you mean just go to Port Ruby and pop in on her without telling her first? And Eileen nods. It's like, yeah, it'll be a surprise. And Lola says, Benny hates surprises. And you know her. Surprise her too much and you're liable to burn down half a block. And Eileen nods again and says, yeah, I guess you're right. I just miss her so much. And before she can finish, there is this loud boom from somewhere on the farm behind them. And, and they shoot each other these concerned looks and kind of jump out of their chairs. And uh, they head down the porch steps. And, and as they walk around the side of the house, they stop as they see flames coming out of the door, of the open door of the barn. And uh, Lola goes, damn it! And she starts running towards the barn. And Eileen pulls out, she's got her phone in her hand. She starts dialing 911. And we follow Lola as she, she gets to the barn. She grabs th this thick hose that's coiled up on the ground beside the building. And she turns on the spigot and starts spraying water into the barn. And uh, um, she, you know, you know, runs towards the door, gets closer and starts spraying the water around. And uh, luckily, it's not an inferno or anything. And, and by the time Eileen comes trotting up, uh, the flames are out. And uh, she says, um, what the heck happened? And Lola steps into the barn, kind of waving smoke out of her face. And she's like, I can't imagine. And they both look around. And, and, and as they look up, they, they see that there's a huge hole in the ceiling. And, and on the ground beneath it, there are some like bales of hay that, that were piled up along the wall that are now just in a pile on the floor and, and some of them look like they're, you know, heavily charred now. And Lola's like, I don't get it. What the, and then she screams ah! and she points to the ground. She's like, Eileen, look. And Eileen looks and just barely visible sticking out from beneath the pile of charred hay bales. There's a human leg. And on that, we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. See you next week for the season two finale of Power Play. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support Power Play, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.